It's Jax. What up, Dallas? Let's go. Martin Luther had a dream, but Freddy Krueger had a Ruger. Ex Malcolm hopped the picture, so now we back to the future. Now we back to these losers embracing death like they used to. Poking out they just but listen, son, now you leaking that future. Huh? So who's the shooter? Hum, is it your man? Or was it a fan? Or was it a stand? Huh? I would beg to differ. In hindsight, I bet you he said he was not a nigga. Plus, Biggie Smalls was just minding his business, yo. Smoking an Optimo. Somebody got to drop the homie Biggie. He's got to go. And they couldn't stop it, no, I wish that they could Yeah, the world needs change, but man, I wish that we would So why the long frown, a man harm from a four pound His blood ripples on the floor from the wall sound His mama sitting at the wake, hoping the Lord's found Another dead, another gone now, damn George Elliott said that it's best to be what you want to be Fucking do what you want to do So I do what I want to do Bet you did it to floss Bitch, I did what I wanted Bet you did it and lost Bitch, I did it and won it Shit, I'm never coming back Listen, I just want to rap Gee, I told you all of that On about a dozen tracks I don't give a fuck I just, I just, I just want to rap Spitting fire on this track Like a fucking thundercat Plus this mic is bleeding Roho This shit is a no-no Rolling in that low-low Plus I'm from that ball Need a folk, folk, smoking on my logo. Ready for the wall, and we so so. Slip it with the flow, somebody got a bobo. Heard the lanes, and I swear they so so. Too much love for the fame just to go broke. You said like I had the rap game and the troll card. No, I think I got the whole world in a rope. Yo, gotta think of damn dog, you crazy. Is he the next Jay Z? My crystal ball is hazy, but I don't know. Maybe. Welcome back to Insane Check Podcast. This is your host, Chris. Okay, no, we're not doing that. No, that's not what we're doing. We're not doing that. We're not playing it twice. I know everybody likes hearing the song, but we're not playing it twice. I don't know what's going on. Uh, we're back with another insanity check. Uh, on this, I I, I was gonna say rainy, stormy day, but um, I'm here in Maryland and we kind of got spared any residual effects of Florence. So, um, but I do know there's some people that are, are definitely, I think, south in uh, South Carolina and North Carolina going through. I, I just had a conversation with uh Leslie, uh, and she was talking about she's she's uh they have their power going in and out, so that might affect. Just to let you guys know that might affect our um upcoming uh saga uh comic book club but uh anyway uh anybody out there hope you guys stay safe and dry and um again we're back here and uh, being joined by someone who had a, we we had a great time the last time they were on the show uh i i i decided this time not to um to to start off with um with with, with fuckery like i did last time but I, i'm being joined by bait how you doing hello I'm doing great. It's um a normal Seattle rainy day. <sighs> yeah, see, <laughs> I don't understand why people go to Seattle. I can't. It just doesn't so, seem. It just it I just it it just always seems like everybody always says that Seattle's rainy. It's okay. So I it took me a while to adjust to this too because I came from Arizona and. The rains that I'm used to in Arizona are legit monsoons. So when I think of rain, I think of like sheets of water just falling from the sky. Now, the, it, when it rains here, it's mostly like standing outside of a restaurant during the summer with the misters on you. That, I think that's worse. It's just 
I mean, it just is. I think that's worse because it's, it's, it's dreary. It's just, oh. Maybe I was in the sun too long. I'm just like, it's so nice here. Oh, well, see, that's the thing. If you came from Arizona, though. That, yeah. Uh, I can, yeah. I can, okay. Yeah, okay. And it, and it really is only for, like, half the year. And then the other half, there's, like, no rain. But that's that. Uh, I'm going to say half a year is still. It's a little right. much. That's a little much. Half a year, half a year. That's six months. I mean, the fall is really pretty. Like what? Okay, fall. But what about summer? What's Summer's summer? great. There's no rain during the summer. Uh, see, I might need a little bit of rain during summer. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't rain during the summer, and it usually stays between like seventy and ninety. We get like a one week heat wave, and that's about it. Okay, okay, I can do that because we we yeah, and we... our summers go from like June to end of september so June to end of- it they just start later and then they end later but that's not uh, you know what though okay that's not bad here because like what happens here is our summer sometimes start around like late may and they might go through the november oh yeah yeah ours um and then we, we get a then we get a really really bad then we get a really really bad winter and, we, and it'll be like yeah. it'll be like april and it's freezing yeah we get i call them pre-summer so like in March we'll get like um it'll it'll be like 80 for most of the month and then April and May it'll just be rainy. And then we go into actual summer. You know what you know what it is? I think I figured out what it is. I I have been I I have been um conditioned to to look down on Seattle. Uh, because I've been watching way too many of these HGTV shows, and it seems like all the way people go out there and they all they want to do is like, I just want to stay on the beach, and I want to go here, and it's just, and it always just like is dreary, and I just, I, they just, they, they, it just looks like one of those towns where it's like, if I moved in there, they would look at me like they would call the cops on me. It's really weird because Seattle's like both. Like, okay, Seattle's white. Like, Seattle has a lot of white people, but it's also way more black and brown than people think that it is. That is, hmm, that is interesting. I did not know that. Like, we have all the Asians. And when I mean all of them, I mean literally all of them from all, like, every country that could be considered part of Asia. That's a lot of Asians. We have all the Asians. (laughs) It's like, what kind of Asian do you want? (laughs) Right. No, we have all of them. And um, there's actually um, a growing uh, black community here. Like for a while, gentrification was pushing them out. But I'm not going to lie. I think we're getting more in because of the political climate. Hmm. Especially a lot of like queer people. Like, shit, my Tinder is popping right now. <laughs> I'm just like, wait. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Time out. Time out. Time out. I like, I like how you just, just threw that in there. Wait a minute. You're on, are you on Tinder? I am on Tinder. It's hilarious. Oh, my God. See, uh, this is one of the things I have not... One, not one of the things. <laughs> it, 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 not, not the only thing, but it's one of the greatest things I, I, I appreciate now having a girlfriend, is I don't have to deal with that anymore. Give me the landscape of Tinder right now, because uh, when I was last on it, the, the only thing I could describe it as um, a clusterfuck of madness. I mean, 
that's not entirely <laughs> wrong. So it definitely does change based off of like what age group you are in, because um, there's a lot of more people who, if you're as you're getting older, there are a lot more people who are actually looking for like um, really clear lead defined like relationships whether it's no really i'm just here for casual or no we're looking for a third or no i actually don't want any of that i just want like either a friend or a partnership like i'm not i don't want any of this other stuff did, did tinder change it so that you can actually like filter by that because that was one of the problems i had with, with tinder was there's no filtering really no, you can't filter by it, but one of the things I like about Tinder is that I can have control over um like conversations. So Valid. they don't allow they don't allow you to post your own pictures like in the chat bubble thing. So mm. I don't have to deal with unsolicited dick pics. Mm. I yeah. like I don't I can if you unmatch from somebody, it ends the conversation and they can't see you again. Well, that's all the, that, that was, uh, I'll, okay, you know what, I'm being hard on Tinder, just like I was being hard on Seattle. The world, <laughs> the, 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 uh, I, I can admit when I'm, mm -hmm. okay, so the, the good thing about Tinder was, you both had to match. Like, you couldn't just yeah. get an unsolicited, a completely unsolicited message, right? You both right. had to match. And that was at least a little bit, a little bit of, of a consent for a conversation. And like you said, you couldn't put messages, you couldn't put images into the thing. And once you, um, I think once you unmatch somebody, you can't message them anymore, right? So nope. like you start, a, if you start a conversation and you're like, oh, this person's batshit insane, unmatch, they can't, and, and block them, you, they cannot match you again. And nope, the whole conversation disappears. Right. And, and there's no way, uh, unless they, they just go through a thousand of swipes again and, and come up with you again, there's almost no way for them to find you ever again anyway. So right. I, I will give, you know what, let me be a little bit nicer to, to Tinder and so that, that they probably were on the right path with at least that. It's not like but I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I had a really passive, like, passive aggressive, probably not the right word. I had a very Seattle reason for even going on Tinder. So when you hit no, there's a giant X that goes over their faces. So I'm just scrolling through going. Oh, Bernie, bro. Nope. <laughs> so, oh, Trump support. Nope. So just to see that giant no on their face, I'm like, oh, look, it's another white person who all they want to do is go hiking. Nope. So what you're telling me is you were just excited about the idea of putting X's <laughs> on people's faces and nope. the physical, the, the physical action of literally Xing somebody out. <laughs> yep. Valid. It's, it's valid. That's fine. I, I it's, just, like a, it's a little mini game. You know what they kind of did turn it into a mini game? Is it something you do while you're, you're sitting around? Like that's all the reason why I had to get rid of. It. I, I'm so glad I don't have to do it anymore. It's just like you're just sitting watching TV. It's like oh, I'm getting Tinder. Huh? Huh? Left, left, left. Maybe right. Left, 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 right. Didn't they have a maybe too? Uh, no. They have they have the super like, which if you super like somebody, it'll like kind of show up in their matches. Like, oh, this person super liked you, and then it's kind of like a big, hey, I'm actually interested. You're not just like a cursory. I know that you know what I got off of I got off of Tinder before the super like. Yeah, so there's the super like, and then there's the regular like, and there should be a super um, no. I've had some pretty good uh, Tinder dates. They've been 
I've made I've actually made a couple of friends off of Tinder. So I've heard that too. I've heard people actually be like, oh, I just made some friends off of Tinder, which is not bad. It was also weird for me because it was like some some people were using Tinder just for that. They were using Tinder just to meet people. It's like, hey, I'm new in town. I don't want a relationship. I just want which I always found. Well, like it, it makes sense because you do you, you would I can see why that would be necessary. To be able to, you know, have, be able to make friends and, and when you're in a new, new area, it also seems kind of dangerous, <laughs> you know, with something like Tinder. Um, but uh, they need a super no. So you tell somebody, it's like, oh, no, no, no. So you have guns and confederacy in your background? That's a super no. Yeah, I'm, even after um, the election, there were still like Bernie bros like just like Bernie stands like all up in Tinder and they just had it like all over their Tinder. And I was just like, ah, go away. <laughs> I don't want you here. Uh, ugh, ugh. Those little girls. But I also don't really leave my house. Like I have, I go to work, but like I have chronic pain and I just, I, I gaming is now like a second job. So I'm either doing art or playing video games or working. So I'd rather like actually meet up with somebody, chat with somebody and then like go get ice cream. Right. Well, it, there's a lot of, I, I think it's not as much anymore, but I know years ago people were like, Oh, why would you online dating? That's ridiculous. I'm like time. You know, people don't have time. Like, like you said, and, and it's time and accessibility, right? It's, you know, there are some people that just, you know, getting out the door is sometimes is just a hard thing, whether it's anxiety or physical pain or, or other reasons right there. Right. You know, money, you know, it's like I don't have time to go out and people are like, well, you can go out and meet people in real life. Go out and like, hey, yeah, all that stuff usually costs money, time and, you know, uh, transportation. Like there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. Um, to me, online dating allowed it so that you can you can meet a whole bunch of people that you normally wouldn't meet. Right. You normally wouldn't. Go and do these things, and it saves you the time. Like I said, if you're spending all your time, you know, between work and and and, and a second job, let's call it what it is, like video games and podcasts and second job. Right. It is. It's just like nobody wants to admit that. And was like, oh, it's a hobby. It's like, what's a hobby? A hobby is a second job. Right. If I'm making money off of my hobby and I have to put time into it, it's we're work. on second it's job work. here. It's work. It's work. It's work. It's like, yeah. It's work. Uh, my, um, you know, I, the, the, you know, well, you know, it's not work if you like it. It's like, <laughs> that's a total lie. <laughs> that's not at all. Sometimes I'm too tired to do anything. I have to take a break game. from my, I have to take a break from video games and just lay in bed. Yeah. I sometimes get people are like, oh, you need to watch this show. This show. I'm like, you guys do realize sometimes I just don't watch any of the show I'm supposed to review because it's, it's work. <laughs> like it's right. like I have to actually it's not like I can just watch it in the background and not worry about it, not taking notes I gotta watch this up and then take notes at the same time that's work that's work oh, yeah we were we were talking about kind of in the beginning like going over shows and stuff and I just had to be like look here are here's here's my schedule throughout the day these are the games that I play these are like this is what I'm reading this is what I'm playing like TV doesn't really fit. Mm-mm, mm-mm. It just doesn't. And I'm like, and honestly, like ev- almost everybody around us does TV. So I'm like, I think we're okay. Yeah, I oh, know. It's fine. It's like, and, 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 and at the same day and age, what is TV? Is it 
you know, on demand stuff where I can watch it anytime I want to, however I want to watch it, wherever I want to watch it. Or are we talking about like traditional TV where I have to literally sit down in front of the TV with a cable box with my cable hooked up and watching when it comes on. It's like, it's just, mm, that's different. Too much. Yeah, it's too much. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it really is. People, like, people don't understand. It's like, I watch and review a lot of movies. I'm like, but if I didn't get the screeners for them, I rarely go to the theater. So if I don't, if, if we don't have like an early screener for it, I'm usually not seeing it. Like it took me like almost a month to go see Mission Impossible Fallout. And I was just like, yes, that's, it requires me to get out of the, 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 the house. It takes two hours to watch the movie. It doesn't count me driving to the theater, 20 minutes of, uh, you know, there's, there's 20 minutes of, of, of ads and previews beforehand. Like, and by the end of the day, it's like I'm looking at two and a half, three hours of 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 me not being in front of the, not, not doing other things I, I could be doing. It's like, ah, eh, it's, it's hard, it's hard. Just is, just is. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's move on to some. Uh, I'm gonna do. This, I got housekeeping stuff I gotta do. I don't fucking feel like doing it, so I'm gonna do it at the end of the show when we um pay bills and things like that. So um, stay tuned for that. Please do not turn the show off until after you guys later. Listen to me talk about all the stuff that we have coming up. Um, but right now, we're going to talk about something that um, we inadvertently became the show topic for today's show. I'm um, so excited. Yes. Um, as anybody knows who's ever been on the Antenna Check, I, I don't do show notes, really. <laughs> and I definitely don't share the show notes with the guests. Um, so normally guests do not know what we're talking about on the show. I mean, you can kind of guess some crazy shit that happened in the week that is going to come up on this show. Um, I'm trying, I was trying to figure out how we got on the topic we did this week. And, and then you jumped in. I was like, oh, well, if you like this and we're both doing this, um, I, what was it? Oh, it was the news. So there was the news that Henry Cavill may or may not be coming back as Superman in, in the DC movies. Right. And you know, all this crazy stuff. Right. And I was like, I don't pay attention to that because it's private leaks and, you know, there, well, there was this other topic of maybe they were they were looking at replacing them with uh, Michael B. Jordan, which again, lies. They're not. That's not what they're. It's that's too random, right? It's just. This somebody was somebody was like, well, what if we get a black guy? Well, who? Uh, well, name a black guy who's in the news right now. Uh, well, the blacks like all uh, that Michael B. Jordan guy. Let's get him. It's like it's. It did. Disney owns Michael B. Jordan at this point. Yeah, it's just that's not it's not happening. So. But one thing I did say was, I was like, well, I look forward to the white dude bros telling us that Michael B. Jordan cannot be Superman because Superman isn't black. He's American. And because that's just their logic of that somehow, wait, you know, wait. <laughs> you, you know, this, you, and I actually did get that. Somebody actually kind of did say that afterwards. The Superman can't be black because he's, you know, he's, he's American. Uh, but that. I know, I know, I know. Does I, it, I okay. Know. But I knew that that was, that's the logic of the use for everything, right? It's like, you know, Superman's not even a, he, he's a fucking alien. Superman's an, he's not even a man. He's an alien. He would be anybody. Of course he can be black. It's like, stop from this fucking planet. <laughs> this idea. Like, where do these people come from? I don't, I don't, know. Know. I don't know. I don't that know. That just, okay. So, um, but that got me into, and that got me the second part of the stuff we talked when we got into Star Wars stuff. But um, I don't know how I ended up getting into this, but then I started... Uh, talking about this stuff, and and then somehow we ended up on the topic of Star Trek, and I was like, well, you, everybody does know and does realize that the greatest Starfleet captain of all time is 
Benjamin Lafayette Cisco. It's just like, duh, yeah. right? It's just, and, and you came in and was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a Ben Cisco stan. And I had to correct you. There's <laughs> no such thing as a Ben Cisco stan. You are a Ben Cisco disciple, and you are just trying to evangelize to the heathens who do not understand the greatness of Benjamin Cisco. I don't know how anybody can watch all of Star Trek and not be like, Cisco is up there as number one. <sighs> Listen, all right. First of all, first of all, I felt some kind of way. Somebody wrote in, uh, or it was like a few months ago, somebody wrote an article on like the best black TV dads. And Ben Cisco's name was not on there, and I it took everything in me not. I mean, because it was a good list outside of that. Not have, that that thing. It was it was a good article. It was well written. They did a good job explaining it. It took everything in me not to trash the article because Ben Cisco was not only not on the list, but was not name number one. But like Ben Cisco actually would like kiss Jake on the head. Like I, I've, I'm, I'm reason. I'm actually in the middle of watching DS Nine again because it's one of those things where I can always have on in the background, and I've seen it so many times that mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter. But one of the things that I absolutely love about him as a father is that uh, he ha has no issues showing his affection for his child. He is the most um, non toxic black father we've seen on tv and i i i know there's more black fathers today on, on today's sh today's shows so i won't say there but at least you know in my childhood growing up like people always mention oh bill cosby and stuff like that i was like no not even close not not even not even close even with uncle phil I mean, uncle phil did a great job and like all the other fathers they, they did a good job but not like benjamin cisco it's like there was a single black father a, 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 a single father widower because his, his wife was killed. Fuck you, Picard. I'll get into that later. Um, raising a, raising a, 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 a young black son. And like you said, he, he, this is a guy, I made this joke on Twitter. It was like, you know, the station could be under attack and they could have a lockdown and they could all be almost dying. And when it was all over, he'd look over at Jake, at, at, at Jake and be like, hey, Jake, did you get your homework done? I mean, no, dad, we were under attack. It was like, Go get your homework done. You know, it's just like there's a guy. He's like he was he, he but, he, but like you said, he would then the kiss him on his forehead. He would have these. They would have these intimate, you know, real conversations. He had no problem telling Jaco that he loved him. You know, the uh, even the relationship he had with his father. Like it, it was. Um, at no point did you was there ever a, a did you ever feel like there was any hangups with him when it came to showing his affection for his own son. No, never. And like, even, um, even Jake was like, never really embarrassed about it. Like, not really. Not in a, oh my God, never do that. That's not what guys do. Well, well, no, he, he, he would embarrass Jake on the thing. Like, there was that, what was the episode where Jake brought his girlfriend over? He was like, oh no, you're going to bring her over. We're going to have dinner. And Jake's like, no, no, we're not going to do that. He's like, oh no, no, we're gonna, I'm going to cook. Oh, no, no. That <laughs> was great. But like, <laughs> But not like in the, um, you know, like he'd hug Jake and just be like, oh, God, no. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, like that just never happened. It was fine. It was it was so fine. It was just a non-issue. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was non issue. He took I mean, Ben Cisco was such a great father. He basically took Nog under his wing and turned Nog into a, a Ferengi into a good man. You know, it's like. Right. <laughs> like he mentored the fuck out of Nog. Right. 
I was like, yo, Picard never did that with Wesley. Wesley went into the fucking uh, academy and became a piece of shit, right? Dropped out and was always yelling at Wesley, like, because Picard didn't like kids. But I appreciate right. Picard didn't. Picard hated kids. I remember that first episode where Wesley got brought on the on the on the on the on the on the, uh, uh, on the bridge, and Picard was just like, "Why is this kid here? Whose kid is this? What is what is that thing? What an adolescent human being? Like what? We make those? We have those on the ship? Get it off! Get it off! Like fine, fine, leave it. Fine, fine. What's what, what's what's he doing now? What's he looking at? Get, get him off! Get him off the Get him off my bridge! Like Picard hated. Kids. Why are you here? Right, Picard hated kids. All right, um, but Ben Sisko, like I said, like not lost a leg, became like became made him a I think a lieutenant. Like he, he promoted, like he, he he mentored the fuck out of Nog, right? And it's just, it, I I just. Like my favorite episode, we'll get into some other stuff with him. But my favorite episode, I I, I wrote an article about that. My seven favorite, you know, Ben Cisco moments. My favorite one is when him and Jake went 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 sailing. That sailboat episode when they uh basically built a a spaceship that basically used solar winds to fly, and so the entire episode is basically just Jake and 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 Ben building this. Basically, actually, it's Ben building the ship using like. Basically, he was like, yo, I don't want replicator tools. I don't want anything. Basically, making it by hand. And then he wanted his son to come with him and sail with him, right? And Jake was like, oh, man, I don't want... No, it's like, Jake's getting older at this point. He's like, oh, I don't know if I want to go. Finally, Jake decides he's going to go. And it's a great thing because, one, Jake was, was trying to be a novelist. He was writing this novel. And he, so he, he finally asked his dad to read it. He was nervous. And, like, when Ben finishes, he gives him some constructive criticism. But he's like... So proud of him, it's like, and because Jake was like, "Yo, I don't know if I'm going to submit it or not." He's like, "Why aren't you going to submit this?" He's like, "Yo, go and do it." Like, like the support he gave his son, and not following the path he did, and following his dreams and doing things like you'd never see that on TV, especially at that time. Never. never. Um, and then in the same episode, you then Jake flipped it on on, on Ben because he was like, "So, uh." When are you gonna start dating? <laughs> you know, and that <laughs> and that was the start of him introducing him to uh, the woman he would eventually uh, marry, uh, Cassidy, uh, Cassidy Yates. He was like, "Yo, I know this ship captain." You can be like, "What are you doing? Why are you? Are you trying to set me up on a date? Are you trying to set your father up on a date?" Like it was just, it was just an amazing relationship between father and son, um, and and you see just how good of. Like father Ben Cisco is, but then to the rest of his crew as well, you know his acceptance of uh, of Dax and 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 the symbiotic nature of of the Trill and things like that was just like mm, okay, you're still you're still my old friend, no matter what body you're in. <laughs> it's just like we're still you're still like my best friend. We're gonna sit down and have a beer, you know. I still trust you more than anybody else, and you know there's that that episode where she went um. Josiah Das went off to to do uh, that that blood oath mission. He was like, "Well, you know, you do this. You're gonna go commit a, an assassination. You really can't come back as a Starfleet cap, uh, Starfleet officer." He let her come back anyway. <laughs> just, just gave her the, right. right. Just gave, just gave her the look of you lucky you, you lucky you my nigga yo. You, right. You no, lucky. Exactly. Uh, I love uh, I love the relationship between Dax and Cisco. That was just it was just so nice, especially because. For for Dax, it was definitely like gender doesn't matter. Like none of it is just it's 
they have just this long embodiment of memories Mm -hmm. because of the symbiote. But it was just so cool. It was just so cool. I I love that. Yeah. yeah. I also love the fact that, you know, she marries a fucking uh, Klingon. That's amazing. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Her her and Worf and shit. Even even, even the way... Because somebody brought this up about the, the, the episode where um, Cisco basically dresses down fucking Worf. And, like, because Picard would just, like, just, just be an asshole to Worf. And that's how he kind of built Worf up. Like, Cisco would, the way he treated his crew was basically to, like, almost father them. So the black father who went from not just him and doing Jake, but also to Worf. So we had, you sat down with Worf and was just like, all right, so what were your mistakes? What was your other mistake? And then just, like, kind of, like, you know, it, 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 he basically fathered the entire crew and, and, and it made him better for it, you know? And it's just, ah, just. It's um, probably one of the most like three dimensional figures of just like, like black, not even just like black fatherhood, but just as like a black character in probably period. all of science fiction. I mean, I, you know what? I think maybe I, I, I undersell him. And saying it's just best black father, but I mean fathers in general, because I don't know too many other fathers who were like that. Because even with white fathers on TV, they don't really show you. It's more the macho, masculine, you know, toxic, super masculine de- portrayal of being <clears throat> a father and being a man. But like, you know, Cisco was never that. He, he never did it, and that doesn't mean that he wouldn't, you know, if he didn't need to, like, put his foot down, because you, inter- you get introduced to Cisco, and he basically tells, but he's basically an asshole to Picard. <laughs> it basically made Picard, you know, uh, uh, kind of, you know, feel a little uncomfortable. Um, I mean, they gave... He punched Q! Huh? Yeah. He, but he, he punched Q. Punched Q. Picard would never do that. I'm not Picard. <laughs> Just, you know, this is the, the... And then, and then on top of that, like, they gave him, like, out of all the other Star, uh, Star Treks, right? I'm not really counting Discovery here. I love Discovery, but it's still, it's still going on. But every, if you think of every other Star Trek that's ever come out, like, you either, the, the captains were either, you know, captains of the Enterprise, which were at the time, like, the flagship of the, the Starfleet, or in the case of um, <clears throat> the Voyager, wasn't the flagship, but was a new ship, right? New top-of-the-line right. ship. Um, by the way, Janeway's my number two. I'm not going to have that conversation today, but love Janeway, too. Um, She's a beast. Yeah. I love her. I mean, look, how can you not like somebody who got, who, whose ship gets taken all the way to the Delta, uh, with the Delta Quadrant and then has to make her way back with also half, half, with half a crew of, of, of Starfleet and half a crew of uh, Maquis and then make their way. I'm sorry. Yeah. I never, Cisco uh, and Janeway are my top two. I'm sorry. Picard and 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 Picard and and Kirk ne- ain't, ain't never had to deal with the shit they had to deal with, right? Um, nah. But with with Cisco, they gave him a bucket. He had a bucket. They gave him a bucket that didn't fly, because literally it was just a stationary space station that was falling apart. And yeah, it was like dead in the first it was dead episode, it was like right after the war, and like shit's literally breaking. You know, somebody tried to, somebody on, on Twitter tried to, it was like, well, um, you're exaggerating. It wasn't that falling apart. I was like, no, go back and watch the first episode. It was, that was the whole point. He was touring this, he was touring the, the bucket, he's touring DS9, and they were talking about how it was falling apart just because the Cardassians didn't take care of it. But also when they left, they basically ripped everything out anyway. It's falling apart. Nothing worked. I think, I think the second episode is basically like, 
something happens where the ship is going to blow up because a fail safe gets tripped. It's like, no, it was falling apart. They gave something that's falling apart. Right, like, it was, I mean, O'Brien is literally rebuilding the entire thing. Mm-hmm, yep. Oh, God, so, so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Sorry, it's good. It's good. You know, and then, you know, people are like, oh, no. and I just, it, but it, it also shows me that, you know, when you start laying, I mean, this is a guy who was given a bucket, turns around and saves the entire Alpha Quadrant, you know, solo stops a Dominion invasion, you know, like he does, does all this stuff. And people are like, oh, I still have some people go, oh, no, that, that'd be uh, James T. Kirk. And I'm like, Kirk, is the, did nothing. Kirk is the epitome of white privilege. I'm not saying I look, I respect it. I like Star Trek. So I always respect everything. But like th- everything about Kirk is like Kirk is Kirk is who he is because his crew around him was so competent. You know, right. where Cisco, he made the people around. He was a true leader, right? He made the people around him better. I mean, think about it. He got people from the Enterprise who were already good, but made them better. Like Worf, if you think about it, Worf became better on Deep Space Nine than he did sitting on the Enterprise. Uh, O'Brien also on the Enterprise didn't really, I don't even, I don't, he never worked up to chief engineer because obviously LaForge was there, but went and become chief engineer over at DS9. Like he made these people better. He made, he he made everybody around him better. Who did Kirk make better? Nobody. It was a really, it was pretty linear. They, they were all, they were already at the top of the, and not only that, they were all there because you know, I, I, I wrote this thing that I was like, this is basically the typical way it would go down, right? <clears throat> Kirk, this looks like a peaceful planet. Uh, Spock would be like, you know, logic dictates we, need, we should proceed with caution. Kirk, not to Spock. Where's your sense of adventure? And I'm like, bruh, you lost like 20 crew members on the last 20 fucking away missions. Like, the whole redshirt thing, like, you lose, like, you lose at least one crew member every away mission. Maybe you should proceed with caution. Like, what do you, like, like, like the whole thing with, 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 with Kirk was just go with your gut. And I'm like, your gut gets people killed. The only way you get out of this is because, you know, you have, you have a top-notch doctor, you have, you have a top-notch engineer. Like, the, every, everything goes up. Everything depends on, 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 uh, Scotty be able to get 20, per, 20 more percent out of those engines. <laughs> right? Right. Like, you, you, your way of defeating the, 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 uh, and it, makes, it becomes a whole point. His way of de- 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 uh, getting out of uh, in the Academy uh, and the Kobayashi Maru was to cheat. And I'm like, yeah, you, you cheated because you didn't want to accept the, the fact that there's a no-win s- scenario because you always think there's a way to cheat to get your way out of it. That's act, that, that is literally white privilege. That is, that is not how that works because sometimes you have to make a, a tough call and cheating isn't the answer. It's like you, you, you survive because the people around you are just good enough to make it so that it, 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 you, you, can, you can escape that. I'm just like, bro, come on. Come on. Kirk is not. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And Picard. Picard's just an asshole. I like Picard, but he's just an asshole. Right. No, and I, I, I do love Picard. Yeah. And yeah, no, Picard's just a complete and total ass. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he always has been, which is part of what it's kind of like part of his charm as a character. Yeah. But at the same time, because he was so 
shut off. Like he just he didn't he wasn't he didn't have the same like emotional range. Yeah, it, it just yeah. it didn't go anywhere. Like he also just made poor decisions sometimes just from a lack of empathy. Yeah, you know, thank you. Because that was the one thing that was kind of weird. Like this, I was like, this is why you made such a good Borg. Because he didn't. He was very sometimes mechanical with his beliefs. And again, I'm with you. I like, I love Picard. Love uh, Patrick Stewart anyway. But to me, it, it's just like he was very he. He's the dude that does everything by the book. Right. He's right. the guy. He's the he's the goody two shoe. He's. I just like mm, and, and like you said, he doesn't have a, he doesn't have he lacks empathy. And again, it was one of the things where the rest of his crew had the empathy. This is why I like I said I really you know I really like uh, Cisco and Janeway because they 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 weren't they they couldn't do that. There was no way that they could survive if they didn't have empathy. Like Cisco's job wasn't just to be on DS Nine. He had to basically help broker the transition with the Bajoran government. He had to basically also then be a politician. Right. From the beginning. From the beginning. He had to, he had all these different people. He had all these different policies going on. He couldn't just be a captain of a ship and call it a day because he was, he was, he was captain of a, of a, of a, of a, um, of a a space station. You know, a space station above a planet that literally just ended a war. Yeah. They, they literally just got their freedom and, they uh, after being occupied, you know, and you have to you you have to also deal with the people that occupied them and are still are still kind of fucking with them, but then also help these people form their own government and their own autonomy. It's like it it was not easy, and there was like there there were, and on top of that, then you find out that you have a worm, wormhole and there's a whole other quadrant out there with a bunch of people that are going to uh, come in and destroy all you, right. And then you find out you're a goddamn prophet. Oh yeah, yeah. By the way, he ends up being—he ends up being a prophet and a god. By the way, let's just take this magical Negro all the way. Yeah, yeah. Let's make him make him full magical Negro. Full magical Negro. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. It's great. Fucking love it. I'm sorry. Uh, we we are here. We are uh, Benjamin Cisco uh, Truthers, and um, give it the program, people. Give it the program. I'm I'm I'm, I'm dead serious though. If you want. I mean, just find, just find some of these episodes that show the again it, 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 it <clears throat> and it still feels kind of weird because again I don't watch a lot of the um, current shows a day, but I don't think I've ever seen even today a show that shows a father like Benjamin Sisko. Never, you know? I I haven't. It was. On my most recent rewatch, like it's something that sticks out so much because it's just not on TV. It's yeah. just not there. Like, I like, mean, you, not, you, not with yeah. any fathers on TV. Yeah. It's just, it, it would be something so, because you get the innocuous moments. Like, like for instance, if you're watching The Flash, things like that, yeah, you know, you get, um, Joe. Yeah, Joe. Joe, Joe West does, does a really good job with, he did a good job with Wally and, and Barry, something like that. But still, it's not like the focus of it. So it's there, but it's in the background. Like with, with, with Ben Sisko, because he is the lead, the lead is him. 
the focus is on that. So even again, there will be episodes where that is the focus. The focus is Jake gets in trouble and you know <laughs> Ben has to deal with it. Jake gets in in, in over his head and you know he tried to keep it from his father and his father finds out and you see the way that um because you know Jake was a kid was a kid he was a, he was a lone kid on a space station i remember uh that was the thing cuz um Ms. O'Brien started the school cuz he was like yeah we have kids here and your kid needs he's like he's talking to the the and he's like yeah your kid needs to be in school <laughs> like Jake needs Jake needs Jake needs to be in school he's like you know what? You're right. And so he made sure that Jake and Nog had to go to school and do all this stuff. And, you know, they, they don't want to deal with it. And it's, it's like, it's, just, it, it comes out almost simple, innocuous, like parent, parenting, but it matters. And like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm always down for talking about the goodness of, uh, of Ben Cisco. I'm sorry. No, literally not, not anytime. Yes. Anytime you ever want to talk about Cisco or DS nine in general, like I am here. I, you know what? Since you're doing a DS9 rewatch, we'll we'll talk. I might, cause I, I did a rewatch maybe a year and a half or so ago, and I just found myself. I, I went through like five seasons. So I went through seasons so fast because it was just like it's 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 engaging. It really is. So I um yeah, we'll we'll have to, we'll have to do that soon because I I fucking love that show. Um, so second part of the, the whole thing. With, with where I went to my ranch, where um, and this goes into a larger issue. I've, I've been talking about this for a while. Um, so when the Michael B. Jordan thing came out, it's like I honestly don't believe that he'll be Superman. I don't want to argue with that. Oh, and I've seen some people say that they don't want to see even black people go. You know, oh, you can't make Superman black. You know, I need to. Be, he needs to be able to deal with black issues and things like that. And just real quickly, folks, we, we've already seen kind of what that like like. The whole Obama thing, people use Obama as Superman all the time. So the, the, this idea, it's not too far-fetched of white people looking at a black person as a savior and then having another uh, evil uh, white person wanting, uh, being jealous of that. That's literally Trump. Like, Trump is literally Lex Luthor, but stupid. <laughs> you know? That's, that's literally what he is. So it's like, we've, we've been down this I road before. Like that, I feel like that's still giving him too much credit. No, it, it is. It is. It is. Because he's stupid and he's not as rich. But like and Lex Luthor's stuff actually works. Oh, thank God we yeah. Well, again, thank God we're thank God Trump's stupid. So there's that. Right. Thank God. Um. But Lex, like his his running for president was really because you know he wanted to stick it to to Superman. You know, and Trump's whole thing is he wanted to stick it to Obama. It's like they're very very similar. So we've been down this road before. So on just on that alone yes michael b jordan could be superman he's not going to be uh, i don't want to entertain that too much because it's not going to happen and wb's not going to go with the black superman because they're wb um but this goes to the other thing too of so we were talking about that and then i then pivoted into i i'm still tired of the the arguments against you know the last jedi and ray and and rose Tycho and and even going further into the comic books thing where people are complaining about, you know, diversity in comics and, you know, changing white characters to black and things like that. I'm just, I'm tired of it all because with the most, a little bit of research, most of this shit is just seen as not being true. It's false. Right. You know? It's just, I, I was seeing people I, go, go ahead. 
I was I was reading your I was reading through the the mentions because it was literally me just like going back and forth between uh your Benjamin Cisco takes and then your Rose Tico takes. Mm-hmm. Um that's how I entertained myself at lunch my lunch break. And I was I'm constantly startled at how many people call Rose Tico a side character. She has a she has a she's a she's a side character, but somehow Lando and Boba Fett aren't. I'm like, but she's actually a lead. She has a whole story arc. She She actually does things. A whole ass story arc. What? What is happening? She has a whole ass story arc with one of the other main characters. Right. So as. And part of it, I think, is um, I don't think people are used to seeing multiple fleshed out lead characters that don't surround the one male lead. Because that's just kind of how a lot of like even even the Star Wars franchise, like in the even in the originals, a lot of it was just like either surrounding Obi-Wan or Luke. But. And everybody else had kind of like half fleshed out characters, but all the characters still surrounded the one male character. The, the funny thing about the original trilogy is, one, <clears throat> George Lucas is not good at writing, so he's that. really not. Um, and, and telling them he he can get a big concept, but actually breaking it down into actual the, the pieces that need to be is not there. Um, when you really think about the original trilogy, and this is go with just episode four, right? The least interesting character is Luke. He's so annoying. He's annoying. Like, what's, what's so funny to I me, mean, like, he's the annoying character people would think that Ro- Rose is, right? Like, Luke is just some wide-eyed white kid that, you know, is along the, ro- on, along the w- road for, uh, for, for, for an adventure, right? Obi-Wan, who don't, d- don't get a lot in there, he's a general. You find out he's a Jedi general, and he can do all the other stuff. You're like, whoa, wow, that's interesting. Han is this scoundrel with a giant hairy dog as a <laughs> Wookiee as a, as a as a as a partner who has his his own little thing going on with you know uh, uh um uh, uh you know Jabba the Hutt after him things like that you have um again who should have been the leader of the, the the entire fucking franchise you have Princess Leia who is not just a princess but is leading the rebellion and is tough as shit because she literally gets tortured and watches her planet blow up in front of her and still lies to Tarkin and Invader about, you know, where the role bases are. Like, those are the people that are way more interesting than Luke Skywalker. Right. That's just a and fact. It, and somehow it revolves around Luke, but nothing... All this stuff revolves around Luke, but it has not, almost none of it has anything to actually do with it. No, no, none of the story. If you think about it, none of the story has, especially again, going back to the first story. And in episode four, by the time you, when you watch that, you have to understand at that time, not just story wise, but what is written, Luke, Leia, and Vader are not related. Nope. That does not get written in as a twist until Empire Strikes Back. 
almost at the end of the ride, they were like, what if we made Luke really the son of Vader? Like, because if you think about it, without that piece, when you add that piece in there, it kind of ruins things. You're like, Vader tortures his own daughter and doesn't realize it. And then there's wow. never a reconcil- there's never a reconciliation about that. Never. It just happened. And it doesn't even get brought up again. Nope. Nope. Ever. Nope. Nope. It's just, oh, well, that happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, Rose has full-on lines and action sequences. Two things that Boba Fett never has. <laughs> she has lines. She has action sequences. She has a backstory. You have, for the last f- almost 40 years, grown-ass men have dressed up as Boba Fett, a character who only two memorable things he does is snitch to Vader because he doesn't even capture. Got to remember, he doesn't even capture Han himself. He finds out where they're at and he snitches to Vader, and he dies. Yep, screaming, screaming into a Sarlacc pit. That that is it. That's all that happens. He does not do anything memorable but stand there. But for forty fucking years, people have dressed up as Boba Fett. Screaming, yeah, Boba Fett, he's such a badass, bad, a, a bounty hunter. I was like, what does he do? Like, he I don't do anything. I, I, I have this, I have this idea for, um, like after like the original trilogy is over with, or at least after like, you know, uh, he dies in, in Return of the Jedi. Like they're they're back at a cantina with all the bounty hunter friends, and they're sitting there going like, it's like that uh, when um like Dave Chappelle did in that one skit. It's just like, you hear what happened to Boba Fett? He died screaming like a bitch. Heard his, sh- heard his shit at himself. You know, it's just like, he didn't do anything. Like, he... It's <laughs> like... Right? And it's so funny because I'm so glad you mentioned this because I have been trying to figure out over the years, like, where this obsession with, Bob, with, with him came from because he's just such a non-character. He looked cool and his shit was called Slave One. That but is it. And- that like I, I have been, I had to like ask people. I'm like, what did he do? Why do you? Why is he your favorite character? He literally doesn't do anything. In terms of live action movies, we see his father do more than him. His father's done more than him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His father actually makes him. Yeah. Semi cool. Yeah. Yeah, but that's a whole other character. Yeah. That's not him. Yeah, no, no. Boba Fett does absolutely jack shit, and so I feel but, like they had to latch on to him because they're too messed up to latch on to any of the other characters. Well, if, if we're gonna be honest here, I mean, up until up until the final the, that fight in Cloud City, Vader's the same way. I mean, and, and, and honestly, I'm gonna go further than that. In three movies, Vader doesn't really do anything either. No, he's just kind of this... He looks cool. He looks cool. He sounds cool. I mean, come on, it's Jamie Rose. I mean, come on. He sounds cool. I mean, he's just like, you know, he's James Earl Jones with fucking uh, asthma, you know? He's just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, it's what it is. It's fucking cool shit, right? You know? But it's like, he, like, what, what is he doing? What, what, what does he actually do? Nothing. That, that's the whole thing of Star, the original Star Wars. People sit there and go, like, to, to real quick, like, 
my thing that people go, well, I just didn't like The Last Jedi, blah, 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 and me not liking it doesn't make me sexist or blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, maybe it kind of does unconsciously. Because I need people to start realizing that, and I think more people need to do this. When, when you have a certain opinion, look around to see who else shares that opinion. And if you find it's around a bunch of assholes, maybe you have the wrong opinion. And maybe it needs to change. Because I always ask these people, it's like, so my first question to you, if you don't like The Last Jedi, well, do you like the original trilogy? If you say no, then I'm like, all right, cool, fine. Your opinion is fine, because you also recognize the original trilogy is not good either. But if you're like, oh, no, I love the original trilogy, but then you're like, oh, I don't like the new ones. How does that work? It's really funny because I'm the opposite. I really don't like the original trilogy, but I love the new ones. I actually care because of the new ones. I was pretty like, eh, Star Wars. I'm going to go back to Star Trek. I've got DS9. Well, I'm just going to go back here because it makes more sense to me. Well, with the... the, I'm sorry, go ahead. But then like with, you know... The um, with the with the new ones with this new trilogy that's starting, like it's I'm super engaged. Like I want to know what's gonna happen. Also, they like all the fan theories are gone, and I love it. Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh, here's this fan theory that you've been overthinking about since for the last fifteen years. Destroyed. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. It's. What they what what Disney has done with the original the new the new set of trilogies is they take the concept of the original and they're doing what sh- what, what should have been done first right so when you start when, when when you look at the Force Awakens what you start with is you have an empire or or, or the First Order who is going around you, you know and and a fascist fascist group um you have Han being a scoundrel. You have Luke being a Jedi uh, master who's gone into hiding, which people go, I'm just, I'm just, Luke would never do that. Why wouldn't he? His two fucking heroes did. Yoda and Obi-Wan literally did that. Yoda, right. went, Yoda went to stay the in a Jedi swamp. Went into hiding. Yeah, yeah. They, they, are, they are the ones that approved uh, 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 Anakin to be taught. When it went to shit... They both went into hiding. Yoda went to live in a swamp, and 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 fucking Obi Wan went to live on a fucking dirt planet, and they did that while his while while Luke's sister went around doing actual fucking work. So when you tell me that you know that Luke wouldn't have done that, I I'm calling bullshit because his that's the only thing he knows because his two mentors did the same fucking thing, right? Like, isn't the first part of the first movie is the fact that they need to find Obi Wan? Yeah, yeah. Leia, Leia knows about Obi Wan, and so so wait. Here's the thing. So if if Leia knows about Obi Wan and is trying to go find him, that means she knows where he's at. That means he has to know where she's at. Which means if if he knows that Luke is is, is the son of of, of 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 Vader, he has to know that Leia is also the son of Vader as well. I mean, the daughter of Vader as well. And he goes, "Why am I going to help the person who's actually doing work? I'm going to stay here with the water farmer." Right. So, so what you're seeing here in when the new trilogy is basically Disney going, that never made any fucking sense. So what we're going to show you is we're going to show you that, huh, you know what? Leia's a badass. She's always been a badass. She's going to keep doing what she's always done. Luke's out here doing what Jedi always do, which is fucking tuck tail and fucking run. And life goes on. And that's the story that's being told. And, you're, and then you get Rey who comes in. And Rey 
is basically the Luke in the story, but she makes so much more sense because she comes in already stronger. She's a survivor. We, we introduced her as a survivor. She's a fighter. She knows how to take care of herself. Luke could do none of that. Luke almost, get, Luke almost gets almost gets beat up in a bar fight, and he gets knocked out by. I hate calling them sand people because it just seems it just seems so racist. But he gets knocked out by them. And, you know, it's like, what does Luke actually do? Luke, people are like, well, you know, you know, Ray went up against uh, Kylo, and that didn't make any sense. It's like she could fight though. She actually had right. skills. She had a bow staff. She had skills. Uh, Kylo was injured. People keep forgetting that you know he was bleeding out. He got hit by the bowcaster. You know, he was already injured. She's fought an injured Kylo, and she has skills. How? What skills? When did, when did Luke ever train with a lightsaber? Right. Exactly. Like, he just kind of, like, picked it up and was just like, what? Like, he did that one, that one time. He blocked, a, he blocked the training blaster once. And that was the only other. That was the only time, in, I think, in, in, in episode four, that we see Luke with uh, using a lightsaber. Uh, yeah, actually, Luke Luke was better at using his force when piloting. Yeah, yeah. Which was which was his thing yeah. was piloting. Yeah, because he used to fly, basically fly the equivalent of a fucking scooter, but somehow he can also somehow fly with seasoned rebel pilots. Whatever, whatever, you know. But it's like. I tell people all this all the time. It's like, you could overlook that shit when it was a male character. But the female character, all of a sudden, now you have a problem. Yes, you need to look internally. And I know I'm going to get some people go, oh, well, no, I really... You don't. Your, your arguments are bullshit. Right. They, in the... Every in single the, one of them um, In episode... Wait, that's seven, right? Yeah. Force Awakens is seven. Eight is Okay, yeah. Uh, too many numbers. Um, yeah. yeah, but in, like, in The Force Awakens, in the first, like... 15 minutes it establishes where all of ray's experience comes from like her resume is literally in like the first 15 minutes yeah. where she's like hey she was dropped on a scavenger planet she's been living on a scavenger planet she actually has to go and find parts from that are left over from the war and sell them which means she has to know how they work she has to actually fix things and be able to repair things. And she knows about Han as a scavenger and a smuggler specifically for his awesome piloting skills and looks up to him for that. Like, and she's, she knows how to fight like her whole thing. She's because of her survival skills. She is basically like autodidact everything. But and, she's been doing it since she was a child because she had to. Yeah, and somebody pointed out that um, she also people were like, well, she learned how to pilot. I was like, uh, she apparently they make mention of her flying simulators. So she, yeah. and, and even then she still kind of struggled at first to get the, the 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 Falcon off the ground. And the Falcon is one of the more easier planes to fly. So it's like they establish all of this shit. You know what they don't establish? They don't do that in the original trilogy. And I no. think, what, and I think what, Pat, and, and again, I keep bringing this up to people. It's like what you see now, particularly if you weren't watching them when you were a kid, because most of them, like, look, most, first of all, if you're if you if you're talking about something you like, if you're in our age group and you're like, oh, I like the original trilogy, you didn't watch them when they first came out, so you're already right. watching them after probably at least a couple decades of filling in the gaps of other shit. So to you, you're like, oh no, Luke, Luke learned how to use his lightsaber. In between, you know, episode four and episode five. Okay, but they never show you that. You only know that because there's four, de almost four decades 
of 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 backfill put in through uh, the the um the extended universe video games and this here and this here and this this here. If we're just going off of the movie alone, because that's the thing, like when you point to the fact that, oh, well, Marvel Comics is using comic books to kind of fill in the gaps. Like, oh, no, you can't use that. All right, cool. Well, then you can't use the 40 years of outside material that make the original trilogy decent, because if you don't do that, they don't make any fucking sense. Right. They, they which is don't. part of the reason why there are those books. And I still love to this day that Disney's just like the extended universe doesn't exist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's my favorite thing. Yeah, I know because the, the the way they're doing the comic books, it makes so much more sense. And they're they're, so, they're they finally because they wanted to get everything on their house, and and actually they want. Here's the thing: Disney is fixing Star Wars, right? They're fixing it because it's been a mess for four decades of all this stuff out here, where they're taking bits and pieces of it here and there, but they're trying to fix it. And people are going, "Oh, we're mad! No, no, no! It just doesn't work. This doesn't make any sense." And blah blah blah. I'm like, "No, you're right. The original didn't make any sense." When it when, like we all know that, you know, like the empire, the, the people are like, oh well, they just made a bigger Death Star in in, in the Force Awakens. That makes sense. Yo, the original trilogy has two Death Stars, right? They literally make a Death Star. It 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 gets blown up in Episode Four. So when you get to Episode Six, you're like, <laughs> fuck, just make another oh, Death Star. Oh, but the Death Star in Rogue One, holy shit! Right, right, like. I know part of this is technology, but like the Death Star has always been a joke, right? Mm-hmm. Always been a joke. Rogue One somehow took this joke and made it terrifying. Yeah, they made it actually a terrifying thing. It was actually terrifying. Like Rogue One actually put into context why the Death Star was so horrible. Well, but that's the funny thing about the original trilogy of Huel, and, and Rogue One proves it. The scrollers of all of the, the Star Wars make better movies than the, the school they're in front of. I remember it was Jay and Mike who were on the show like years ago and I told them to, and it blew their fucking mind. I started, I went out and read the scrollers. Let me see if I can, if I can find these. Because uh, when you read the scrollers, you're like the, the scroller text of all of these, they, um, they, 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 they sound for, they, they, they make better movies. Let me see if I can find, where do they actually have them listed at? Uh, um, let's see. No, 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 no. Open and crawl. Let me see if we can find the ones for each movie. Here we go. Wait, here we go. So these are the those are the prequels. Where are the original ones? Fuck it. I'm gonna do the prequels right now. Right? Did they, <laughs> oh, they're there. Even the, so I'm going to I'm not even going to do all the one. I'm going to do the one for Revenge of the, the Sith. Because Revenge of the Sith, you're like, damn, that's a fucking good ass movie. War. Gotcha. The Republic is crumbling under attacks by the ruthless Count, a ruthless a Sith Lord Count Dooku. Uh, there are heroes on both sides, evils everywhere. In a stunning move, the, fe- the a fiendish uh, droid leader, General Grievous, has swept into the Republic ca- capital and kidnapped Chancellor, Chancellor Palpatine, leader of the Galactic Senate. At the Separatists, our, our droid army attempts to flee the, the besieged capital with their valuable hostages, hostage. Two Jedi Knight lead a desperate mission to rescue the captive Chancellor. You're like, wait a minute, I want to see General Grievous like kidnap Emperor Palpatine. Right? I, I, w- I want to see that. Right? right? Here- like, mm-hmm. am I 
I I was just like, General Grievous is supposed to be this super badass. Never does anything either. Where's my badassery? You have to see Clone Wars in order to see when, when General Grievous actually became a badass. And you're like, oh, I get it now. But in the movie, you don't see that. That's the thing about the movie. You never really see the, the badass until you get to the newer trilogies. Uh, here's the one for A New Hope. It's a period of civil war. Rebel spaceships striking from a hidden base have won their first victory against the evil Galactic Empire. During the battle, Rebel spies managed to steal the secret plans to the Emperor's ultimate weapon, the Death Star, an armored space station with enough power to destroy an entire planet. Pursued by the Emperor's uh, sinister agents, Princess Leia races home aboard her starship, uh, custodian of the stolen plans that can save her people and restore their freedom to the galaxy. It's like, that's what Rogue One was. Rogue One showed us, you know, how they stole the plans for the the uh, um, Death Star. Emperor strikes, Empire Strikes Back. Is it wrong? I really just want a General Grievous movie. No, I, I want that too. Because it's like... Oh bad. Like this there's is, so much missing. There's a dude who who killed Jedi and collected their fucking lightsabers. Yeah. Like, give me that movie. Give me that movie. Give me that movie. Uh, they all, yeah. Rogue One also the end of Rogue One also put Vader into context too. Mm, oh yeah. You're like, oh he's terrifying. I get it now. Like this man is terrifying. Oh, there you know what? Now you earn the name Space Hitler. I get it now. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I, I brought this up and some people are like, I agree with you. I don't agree with you, but you're not wrong. Um, I kind of want to see like episode one, like one, two and three remade just with better acting. No, I, I would. No, I would love and, I, I, and some I, of that missing stuff put back in. No, like, I would. Put, no, you're absolutely right. Like if they did it right, the prequels, on, the prequels on paper made sense. Right. But with George Lucas writing them and directing them, no, they didn't. Right. Um, so, like, I feel like you can make, you can remake those movies and make them better without even changing the story. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, here's Empire Strikes Back. It's a dark time for the rebellion. Although the Death Star has been destroyed, Emperor, uh, Imperial troops have driven the rebel forces from their hidden base and pursued them across the galaxy. Uh, evading the dreadful Imperial, uh, Imperial Starfleet, a group of freedom fighters led by Luke Skywalker, which is bullshit because they're not led by Luke Skywalker. They're actually led by Leia. But again, you see how, again, you see how they center, they center Luke Skywalker and so much of this stuff, even though it's not the truth. Because if he was leading by Luke Skywalker, Luke wouldn't have been sent out on a fucking patrol mission, right? Or whatever. Right. He's a nobody. Right. Uh, led by Luke Skywalker has established a secret new base on the remote ice world of Hoth. The evil, Dar- uh, evil Lord Darth Vader, obsessed with finding young Skywalker, has dispatched thousands of remote probes in their far reaches of the space. So here's the interesting thing about a new hope between a new hope and the Empire Strikes Back. Like the Darth Vader comic that Karen Gillan wrote explains how Vader got back in the good graces with Palpatine. And it's such a good story because you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, how are you in charge now? You just got the, you were there where the Death Star got blown up. And last time we see you, you know, spitting out of control out in the middle of space. Like, how did you, how are you in charge now? Oh, that shows, shows how. Um. Return of the Jedi. Luke Skywalker has returned to his home planet of Tatooine in an attempt to rescue his friend Han Solo from the clutches of the vile gangster Jabba the Hutt. Little does Luke know that the Galactic Empire has secretly begun construction on a new armored space station, even more powerful than the first dreaded Death Star. When completed, this ultimate weapon will spell a certain doom for the small band of rebels struggling to restore freedom to the galaxy. So the, the thing with, 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 with Return of the Jedi is Luke has returned, but he's now a, a Jedi, he's now a Jedi Master. Or Jedi Knight? How? When did he train? 
Because last time we saw him, he got his hand cut off. Right. Like, what happened? I want to know how Luke went from uh, the the original trilogy to um, this new trilogy. Like, what what's happening? Yeah. Like, the- when did Luke train? When did he become a Jedi? And I know he had to learn a lot of this on his own, but, like, there's a whole nother story there. And that's the thing that, that when you read the comics, they, they show you all of this other stuff that happened. You're like, oh, it makes sense now. But when you when you see the original trilogy, the original trilogy has so much time in between movies that it doesn't make sense. Like Luke all of a sudden goes from being this farm boy to all of a sudden now he has all this abilities and things like that. And he can do this like how? When did he learn? When did he train? You know? He left his training early. He left his training with, 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 uh, with, 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 with Yoda early. So how did he do it? How did he learn? When did he go back? Did did he did what like how? And they never they never tell you. At least the the the, the time in between uh, episode seven and episode eight is is not that big. Like they're it almost picks up right where they left off at. And so that yeah. makes that makes sense. So again, it's just it's just the, the thing that I tell people all the time. It's like you maybe you feel, feel how you want to feel. But I need more people to examine why they feel certain things. Because I think what people are, are, are ignoring is like you're giving you're harder on something that has more diversity and is different versus something that was this had 40 years to try to fill in the gaps because they weren't there. The, the gaps are too big there. The original time. Like it's, it just drives me crazy. And you know, I'm, I'm very very cognizant of 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 the fact that um a lot of black men fall for this bullshit because we were arguing with one uh on twitter about this but also it goes beyond just star wars like i've seen um some black people complain about forced diversity in comics and things like that and that's there's no such thing as forced diversity that literally doesn't make sense you know oh i just want them to create new characters but they are. Like, I tell people all the time, it's like, well, Rio was a new character. Oh, but she replaced, she replaced Iron Man. It was like, at no point was she called Iron Man. Right. And Re- she didn't replace him. Like, Tony still has his own shit. I don't... No. Victor Von Doom re- called himself Iron Man. But weirdly enough, nobody complained about that. Right. Weird. Like, they're not even taking the same names. You know, oh, I didn't like Sam Wilson as Captain America because they replaced him as Cap and they didn't address. I was like, actually, they, they passed the mantle on. Nobody complained when 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 Bucky was passed the mantle of Captain America when Cap died. Cap actually picked Sam and said, hey, this man has been my partner. He's been fighting for the same things I fought for. Here it is. And then and then, then Sam went out and then changed the mission of Captain America. Be like, yo, Captain wasn't fighting for the people I'm fighting for. You know, wasn't fighting for. You know, uh, the immigrants crossing the border, or for black people, or things like that. Like I'm trying to do that. You know, he he missed a, he had a lot of blind spots. I'm trying to fill those blind spots. It's like, but again, didn't replace Steve Rogers. He just got the mantle passed to him. Right. Like Steve Rogers is still there. Funny enough, there's still a book called Captain America: Steve Rogers. I don't <laughs> know what to tell you guys. It's it's all there. It's like it it, it just. So all these complaints that come in about, oh, they're replacing characters, they're getting rid of something, they're getting rid... No, they didn't. And all the people are still back. You know, you know Miles didn't... Re- M- Miles replaced 
uh, Ultimate uh, Peter Parker because Ultimate Peter Parker died, but they were still they were still a six one six Peter Parker. And now there's two of them. There's Peter Parker and there's Miles Morales, both in there. Which, by the way, I was really really glad that he's got his book coming out in I think it's November. I'm really excited. Yeah, I've also noticed that um, people are using canceled in replace of ended. Yeah, yeah. Like the story ended, it doesn't mean it's canceled. I think there's two things. Two thoughts I have on that is one, um, the trades do a really really bad job of writing about this stuff and they're they're feeding into people's fears. Oh, okay. So the trade to doing is the same thing that happened with the whole popular category thing where people associated with Black Panther because the trades all use pictures of Black Panther for that. At no point was it actually named the Black Panther Award or anything like that. The outlets and trades I wrote about it did that on their own. Um but you're right. It's like people always say, oh, you know, this book got canceled. It's like, well was it always supposed to be an ongoing book or was it supposed to be twelve issues? You know, yeah. I, there we go. You know, and and just because a book gets canceled, here's the thing, guys. Uh, if you're gonna start reading comics, books get canceled all the time. <laughs> that doesn't mean the characters go away. The characters always stay around. You know, and they might get a new book, which, ha- which usually happens. So Miles's book ended. That run with, and again, it made sense because Bendis was leaving, and they're bringing a new creative team. So it's like, okay, give them another new n- number, new number one, new volume set, and let's start from there. And that's what they're doing. Miles Morales, uh, Spider Man. Um, Ironheart gets a new one. I'm gonna put a link in there because I know some people have asked about how to pre-order some of these books. I'm be honest, guys. I hate going to the comic book store. I told you guys this. I I do everything digitally. If you want a physical copy, though, either go to a comic book store that has a website or Midtown Comics. I'll put a link for Midtown Comics so you can you can if you want to uh, pre-order the Ironheart book, you can do it right now. They're actually it's, they have like a 35% off sale too. So, um. Yeah, I, I, I don't like walking into stores. Yeah, I don't either. I really, I really don't. Like, the last time I actually walked into a store was during Pride, because the, the store, uh, Seattle Pride is, like, four days long and massive. I was like, yeah, it was, I mean, it makes sense. It's like, it's like a week-long, week-long event. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah, but like in one of the one of the parts of town that Pride gets held, like there's a comic book store there, and I just found out that like the they've got a new manager and he's a black man, and I'm like, thank you. But <laughs> I was I was literally getting followed around the store by a person who just like wouldn't stop asking me questions. I'm just like, I need you to stop hitting on me. I'm just trying to buy my comic. <laughs> I need you to go away. I just I uh, I'm sorry. Like I, I know Shannon always gets somebody who's like, she go, I'm gonna take you when you come out here. I'm gonna take you to the comic store. I was like, I don't like doing that. I don't like anything about the comic book store. I don't like digging through crates. I don't like anything. Like that. I like I like seeing what I want to get, knowing what I want to get, and being able to get it. Like this whole I don't understand the um the life of I went into my local comic book store and they didn't have my book I wanted to get. I'm like, I don't sucks hey, to be I've you. Just, I, 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 I just online. started calling them up now and being like, can I just pick it up? Yeah. And leave. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't want any of that. I don't. I don't want to do any of that stuff. So yeah, um, Midtown Comics is a pretty good one. So um, you can do that, and uh, it's great. I, I they 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 usually have really good. They, you you can pre order on them. They don't charge you until after the comics out. And if you just want physical, if you want um, digital, you can definitely do it uh, digitally. So it's great. Yes, it's great. So. Um. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's all I got. Uh, again, we. I know we spend a lot of time being nerdy. 
but um, you guys are gonna suck it up and deal with that shit. But no, but it, but it's important. I think I think this is a lot of people don't don't uh, think that when I go into these nerdy tangents, it doesn't relate to other things, but it it does. Like all this stuff, you know, the shit you see you saw last week with Serena and um erasure and and not being able to you know show emotions and 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 the way you're treated like all this stuff is is tightly related and it's all led by the same fucking people they're all the same right. and it's not like like people people definitely like to go well oh it's just comics oh it's just video games well it's more than just that because people are creating them and people are taking in this media and regardless of how people like to deny it. Like we are impacted by the media that we consume. Mm -hmm. um, and if our media isn't, if our media is reflecting certain ideals, like that stuff gets passed. Like that, that is, it, it is a way to communicate that stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's part of the reason why we really need to have more diversity, but with good writers. Mm -hmm. Well, it goes back to. Um, <laughs> so I was just thinking mean? mosaic. I was like, oh god. Um, yeah, they they made me they they got me so um, worked up. Justin got me so worked up this week. They're trying to tell me that the guy who wrote uh, Falcon was doing something with Black Panther. I was like, wait, dude, he's putting him on Black. No, don't do that. Falcon was terrible. And it turned out it was like for a Black Panther cartoon or something. Like that. I was like, oh, that's fine. He can go. To oh, cartoon. Yeah, that's, that's, fine. Fine. <laughs> that's fine. Fine. Don't write the book. But no, you're right. It's like, and, and but here's the other thing too. It's like I like the I, I uh, like. Mosaic was written terribly. Um, the Falcon book was not good. But I, it's not like I was like, well, they should never be able to write again. It's like, no. Maybe that just what didn't work for them. Let's go try to give them. I mean, if they get something else and, they, and it works, happens. Like, sometimes, you know, you write something and it just does not work out. And you need to try a couple times. Like, um, uh, who, was it Greg Pack? Or who, he wrote that Storm book. And it was not good. The Storm book was terrible. Oh right, you know what? Honestly, they just really need a black woman to just take. Yeah, over they they do. They, they just, do. I mean, I, I'm I'm at the point with um both. I'm at the same point with Storm that I am with um Batgirl. Like, I don't want another man touching either of those books mm -hmm. ever, just ever again. I don't want if there's a movie. I don't want a dude getting near it. Yeah, like I just. At this point, like male writers, directors, et cetera, have just screwed up the characters so badly that I just don't and want it. I'll take it a step further because you're talking about Batgirl, or you're talking about Batwoman. Uh, Batgirl. Okay. I know with the, the, the whole thing that went down with Batwoman. And when I they. Batwoman one. So that was when they basically um, they weren't going to let her get married. What? Right. And I think they did have male writers at a time, but I think the male writing team, like, kind of like, was like, oh no, fuck this! If we're not gonna let us get her, let her get married, then we're we're out of here, you know? Because the the character she's she's a lesbian, and so Disney like so I think it's not just the writers they need we we need the editorial boards you need everything going down there. It's why I I like the direction Marvel's going right now. I'm still not very happy with uh CB was CB Sabuski or whatever his name is for the whole thing he did where he tried to pretend like he was Japanese for all those years and we're supposed to forget like it, it like it happened. It's like that like, is that stuff doesn't go away. Like yeah. whatever made him think that that was okay. Right. hasn't disappeared. Exactly. Like and, that just doesn't go away. And so that's going to taint anything he does exactly and, and i think that's one of the things that um 
is the next thing. We're seeing a lot of the writers and the the artists and things like that, but I really do think those editorial boards and the editors yeah. need to need to be the next step in this because it's, it's you know what it's just like the conversation we were having last week with Tim. We we're talking about um, the Oscars and why I think I, I'm, I'm a pro I'm pro popular popular category. It's just like I don't think people understand that even though they're bringing people in, you got to say that what guild inside of the academy these people being added in. If you're adding in six thousand new people. Let's say you, you add in a thousand new people, but you only added them into like most the majority of them into the actor category. What about the directors? How how diverse is your is your directors guild who vote on and nominate directors? Because if it's still overwhelmingly white old white men, well then, you know, uh, black directors are still going to have an uphill battle getting recognized. Women directors are going to have an uphill battle getting recognized. You know. It's people keep. I, I feel like the argument around the popular category made people talk almost directly about best picture, which to me, over the last few years, best picture hasn't been the issue. Best the best picture nominations have been fairly diverse. You know, we had that one year where it was like I think Fences, Moonlight, and I think Hidden Figures also got in were nominated. Yeah. Um, last yeah. year. Last year, you know, you had Get Out and you had um, Mudbound. Like, to, as far as I'm concerned, and I, I feel like this year, I mean, even without Black Panther, you're probably going to get one or two black films uh, nominated this year or two, even without Black Panther. Oh, yeah. No, uh, this year was great. Yeah. I'm not worried about Best Picture. I, I need people to look at things like Best Director, because even, even Best Picture is a producer award. You know? Right. It's fine for things like, you know, Get Out, because, like, Jordan Peele was also the fucking producer and screenwriter and everything. So he, and director, he got everything for that, right? So no, no matter where that movie fell, he was going to get something, get a recognition for it. But like, okay, fine. You want Black Panther, and you want you want specifically Ryan Coogler to get some recognition, which Ryan Coogler should have already gotten recognition anyway. I'm not gonna lie, I'll feel some kind of way if Ryan Coogler gets recognized for Best Director this year and he didn't get a recognition for Best Best Picture for um for Best Director for. Uh, Creed or for um, Fruitvale Station because he's he's been up there already but if the Directors Guild is not diverse enough the people voting will leave him off not to mention those categories only have five nominees right I'm I'm I don't know enough about how the Oscars or the categories work but I'm definitely one of those people who's just like more options for people to get their stuff like in there pro options yes 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 that that i want that i want uh, i want options because it's like like to me everybody talks about i you know mudbound got recognition for best picture get out got recognition for best picture but here's the thing um last few years we've seen prominent black women directors be left out of the nominations for best director D. Reese's film got picked, you know, Mudbound got mentioned for um, Best Picture, but she did not get a Best Director nod. Ava did not get a Best Director nod, even though someone was nominated for Best Picture. Like, we have seen where these women have been ignored. And that's not going to change if you don't have more women in the Academy, particularly more black women in the academy in in not just in the academy but in the 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 uh 
Directors Guild to vote for directors. They have to be a director. But it also then right. goes back to you need to get more women to be a director. To order to be to order to be eligible to be in the academy as in the director's guild, you have to be a director. So it's like this is this is a lot of things going on here. And this is why I always get mad when people are like, oh well, oh like, oh, they're giving, you know, unproven people at Marvel a chance to be to write comics. I'm like, well, well, how does one write comics? How does one become pro it's it's the whole thing of like when you ever apply for a job and they're like you know, it's like, it's an entry level job, but they're asking also for like 15 years of experience. Like, well, <laughs> oh my god, yes. And and you're like, well, how 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 am I, how am I supposed to, how am I supposed to do that? How how am I supposed to get experience, and also? Well, and the I, the trick of it is, is that like, and this works kind of both ways, where, you know white dude looks at all of everything that needs to be required and just does it anyway. Mm -hmm. Just throws it in there anyway. And they're like, you've got guts. I'll take you. Whereas, you know, black people or, you know, marginalized people look at it and be like, I don't have those or, and no, or I'm just going to go in there, shoot my shot. And they go, "Mm, sorry, Mm -hmm. we're going to go with this uh, other unqualified person, but he's white Mm -hmm. and male. Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean, I think, uh, but I, 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 I do appreciate the fact that more and more black and brown people are just taking their shot. If you get to say, to, again, what's the worst thing to say you is no. I, I've right. learned this myself, you know, like the way, you know, uh, Phenom and I are getting ready to go to um, New York Comic Con again, you know, and it's just like, and we, and now I'm actually applying for another, to go to a film festival uh, in October as well. So it's like, uh, the worst, the worst thing to say is no, I might as well, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta go try. If we, you know, closed mouths don't get fed. If I don't say anything, I'm definitely not going to get recognized because they definitely don't see us without us making the noise. So I got to go out there and make the noise. You know, so. Right. Yeah, we're basically doing the same thing, too. I've, although we're starting with, like, um, some indie game companies, too. Mm-hmm. They're just easier. Mm-hmm. Also, there's this awesome turn that's kind of happening with um, game media right now. And it's fascinating to watch. What's happening? So you've probably noticed this, but like, so a lot of the big like gaming publications like Kotaku and uh, and Gadget, Polygon, et cetera, um, they're doing less. Hmm. And in part, it's because um, publishers and developers just aren't giving them anything because they don't need to. With um, podcasts and streaming and YouTube and all this other stuff, they can actually put out their product and have like essentially like live reviews done without having to go through um, sources that are also going to leak their shit Mm -hmm. or give or do what my favorite thing is where they'll get a game they'll re- they'll play about 20 hours, give it a horrible review and then 2 months later come back and say it was one of the greatest games. Oh, you mean the Mass Effect Andromeda? Not even just that. Like and oh no, Mass Effect Andromeda is a great example, but a more recent one was Octopath Traveler. Hmm. Poly- I think it was Polygon. It was either Kotaku or Polygon. I don't remember. One of them eviscerated eviscerated Octopath Traveler. It is one of the best rated games. And they find out, it's like, oh, we just didn't finish playing it. 
No, they only played like 20 hours. That game is literally, it is a heavy narrative Japanese role-playing game that is really reminiscent of Final Fantasy. It's made by, I think, I think it was done by the same company that did Bravely Default. Can't remember. Um, it was partnered with Nintendo and it's, it is a fantastic game, like on all aspects of the game. Like it is technically like just fantastic, but it got eviscerated in the first week because it, they only played like 15, 20 hours. And that's not, the game is just getting set up in the first 15, 20 hours. Right. But it, 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 that's, that's, it's funny that you're saying that this isn't happening in gaming, but I think this is happening across the board, right? Because you see the same right. thing with traditional news media when it comes to um, covering Trump and covering politics and things like that. And you're like, well, you know, you're, you guys are too slow. You know, and, 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 and now you're seeing print media. You're seeing these print journalists trying to act like they are somehow better. But I'm like, a lot of you guys kind of, a lot of people saw through and saw that you guys had some some really questionable ethics and, 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 and priorities in the 2016 election. A lot of us saw that beforehand. And, right. and so what does make you different than, say, a, a blogger or a podcaster or something like that? Like, what is, like, how, how, how are you different? Because you went to school for it? It doesn't seem to be, it doesn't seem to be doing you any good, you know? Right. Like, and they're also just giving like wrong information. Like, there's this whole thing where they're like, "Oh, by the way, Anthem's been delayed until 2019." And I swear to God that it was announced in 2019. Yeah, I didn't think it was coming out this year anyway. No, and but but it was going through that they're like, "Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's getting delayed till 2019." It was supposed to be out by winter 2018, and I'm like, I that didn't happen anywhere. But that was the same thing that happened with the, the Black Panther popular film category thing. People were like, exactly. oh, well, you know, Marvel said they don't want the category. But I'm like, well, you guys do realize that in March, Feige and Disney both came out and said they were pushing for Bass Picture anyway. Like that was, you, you, your, your, your same outlet reported that back in March before this whole thing even happened. So now you're re-reporting the same thing that you already fucking knew as if it's new and you're getting people drummed up. And yeah, I, I've been, you, you're absolutely, I didn't know this was happening in the gaming media. I didn't, but. Oh, yeah. No, it's been fascinating to watch because what you're seeing, too, is that, like, um, developers and publishers, instead of giving, like, a game, like, two weeks or three weeks out, they're now giving them, like, maybe a week, maybe three days out to, like, people beforehand. And then, <laughs> and then, like, the reviews are coming out. But it basically means that almost everybody is playing it at the same time. but. Again, you have Twitch streamers. You can go on Twitch and find people who got early copies of the game and watch the gameplay and decide, yes, I want to buy that game. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to do that, why, why go to a publication that's going to trash your game before they even played it and there's no real video, there's no real anything. It's just, it really is just their opinion. Well, and then they come out and do this. And take on it. Well, that's the other thing, too, about gaming media. That's, I find, so it's gaming media, movies, and all, all these other things when it comes to reviews. It's all subje subjective. So it's you, very subjective. It, it's, it's funny, because especially for... I, so I don't know if there was anything like... So, like, with films, it's like you can, you can go to school, you can study film, and, and 
and stuff like that. And you have some critics that go out and do that. Maybe they do a little bit of journalism or writing or something like that, right? I don't know about with video game movies. Like, aren't didn't video game reviews just come out from people who are actually just fans anyway? So it's like, yeah, what what makes you, what makes you special? And then it turned into essentially like a job. So now people, you also have people who are reviewing games who don't even want to review the game they're playing, mm-hmm. but they have to. Yeah, like I think I think Ubisoft actually has. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Ubisoft has um, some major publications like at this point blacklisted like they won't give them anything mm-hmm. it's 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 so it's been really it's been really fascinating to watch to see um how this is gonna turn out because it's all a lot of it's just again like i said like moving away from the publications but also like nintendo is another great example with the nintendo direct they just dropped a nintendo direct the other day that had like more in six minutes there was more at the direct than there was at e3 <laughs> well you know what you, you're seeing you, again you're seeing people you're seeing studios you're seeing the, these people realize that okay in this day and age of social media and word of mouth and things like that do i need to go the traditional route or can we go directly to the people we're trying to reach anyway right and, and so just much more effective to just go direct you know and and, and i mean there's some downsides to that because it's like the influencer market of going into the influencers and things like that and i think you, i think the companies are will make mistakes if they don't vet some of these people first because they you definitely need to vet them because that's how you get like some of these twitch streamers who end up you know being a little too cozy with you know nazi symbol symbolism because they're they're pieces of shit um but overall like if somebody's genuine like Again, take take you know us. We're we're doing film. We're now in a film critic association. I didn't go to school for films. I just like I like watching films. I like watching films, and I don't try to give like these really clinical you know educations on when I review a film. It's like how do I feel? How do I feel when I watch this film? How do I think the people that are going to listen to this review are going to feel when they watch it? Are this something they're going to watch? Like we just did Predator, right? It's like I'm a Predator fan. I love the Predator movies. Predator movies trash. I got to tell people who are also fans of the Predator movie that it is trash not to go see so it. So glad you did that review. Like, I am so glad you did that review because I am the biggest Predator fan. And then that um, shit this is happened. Along. Between, 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 between Cisco and, 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 and Predator, this is, why, this is why, why Bacon and I, we get along. This is... We, we get along. We, yeah. we get along. Yeah, like, here, I'm right? so glad you did that review because there was, um, there was, you know, the thing with that, with the guy who had sexually assaulted that minor back in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was pedophile. And yeah, then, yeah. Mm-hmm. but here's the thing. T-Mobile was giving her away for $4. But that's, the, that, that happened about four days. I got that notification about four days after the whole, um, that whole thing. But the T-Mobile deal is usually planned out months in advance. Mm-hmm. So they kind of, and most of those four dollar deals are are usually when the movie is bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like I saw Suicide Squad for like three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> the thing, I'm actually kind of glad the movie wasn't good because, like, if it was if it was good, I didn't have to give a review. Basically, being like, okay, listen, Shane Black's a piece of shit. Um, like he shouldn't have done this with his friend. The way they treated him, Olivia Munn is terrible. Like these guys are horrible guys, but guys, you know, the fucking movie's good. So 
I'm not going to tell right. you not to go see it, but um, you might want to so go see it. happy the movie's right. trash. Right, no, no, I'm so happy the movie's trash. Because it's like, but but I also think that, but but this is also the thing that I think you're seeing, just like we were saying with gaming, seeing this in film criticism, right? Um, I saw so many people uh, writing articles. I saw some of these from Shadow and Act and things like that, where they were writing an article and write, writing a review of Predator, but they also made sure to mention the whole thing that went on with Shane Black and that. And I think that's an important thing. I think this is where... This is where um, expanding the the base and why so many like again Rotten Tomatoes now is letting is letting podcasts in to be considered to be critics and things like that. It's like it becomes important because so many you you without that. Let's be honest here. Film criticism is mostly white men, and and white men when they write reviews would more than likely. I, I guarantee if I go and read the reviews of Predator, the Predator from white men, most of them would probably ignore. What, what what Shane Black did, there would be no mention of it. There would be no talk about it. I can guarantee you, they would also probably like. I had a really big problem with the way they treated they they portrayed the kid with autism on the spectrum in the movie. I guarantee you, they probably didn't mention that at all because it's like it 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 gets to this point where they're just they're tuned out. They're doing the same thing. So I really believe that it's it, it's been it was a good thing to see this this changing and seeing people. Who normally wouldn't have a voice and normally wouldn't, no, normally wouldn't be reviewers. Normally wouldn't talk about this stuff. You now have it. You can get a YouTube channel. You can get a podcast. You can do this stuff. Like what, like what you're doing with turning playing video games into full time job. Not full time job, but but turning into a job right now. Right? It's like, yeah, there are gonna be people out there. Like I, I've started doing this myself. I don't have time to play video games anymore. Like I, I, I so I watch now. Um, like, and also I don't like playing online sometimes now cause I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm old and I'm slow and I can't, I just can't hang. So now what I do is I, I I'm, I'm watching. So, right. So I'm watching others do like, uh, GTA online, which I still can't believe GTA online is a thing. Like it's nobody, someone needs to talk about how GTA online is for right now is still going strong. It's you know just who'd be a great person to talk to that about who Justin. he's he's still on is he on it yeah yeah so um he's on ps4 uh, though isn't he yes oh that's why that's why that's why i don't know that's uh, okay yeah so there's actually i don't know if you know um but there there's a space wakanda group but there's like um the ps4 half and then there's the xbox half and i'm on both because (laughs) Why not? Right, yeah, why why you know. I look I'm gonna be I, I'm gonna be on both soon. Like I told people like I'm getting that I am getting Spider Man. I'm getting a PS4 just to play Spider Man. But I, <laughs> I but I, I, I purposely did not buy it now because I knew it was gonna be good and I do not have time to play that. And I don't wanna I don't wanna completely get rid of all my responsibilities by getting a PS4 and playing playing Spider Man. So yeah. But anyway. Yeah, so I have Aaron Bappen Sterling on uh the Xbox half. And then I have uh, Justin and a whole bunch of other people on the PS4 half. And so I've been playing, I've been playing mostly Final Fantasy 14 with everybody, but Justin and the others also still play GTA. So they've been scheduling their GTA in between Final Fantasy 14 and it's precious. (laughs) So we're basically playing hood MMO and Japanese MMO. 
I love it. It's a, it's really funny to be like, hey, I need somebody to help me with this dungeon. Okay, let me move these goods though. After I'm done moving all this product, I'll then log on to Final Fantasy and we'll get this dungeon. <laughs> Isn't there? Isn't, aren't they bringing Final Fantasy to the Xbox or something like that? Did I see that? Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! So, um, Square Enix is. It's not just Square Enix, but Square Enix is definitely one of like the largest JRPG publishers, um, just companies in general, and they have like a bajillion studios under them. But they're pushing most of their exclusives now to the Nintendo Switch, and then they're making the rest of them multi-platform. So Final Fantasy Nine. HD remaster, the Final Fantasy port, Final Fantasy 7 port. Um, I can't remember what the other two are. And then there's 10 remaster, 10 2 remaster, and Final Fantasy 12 Zodiac Age are all coming to the Switch and the Xbox in uh, 2019. And then Crystal Chronicles is going to be on the Switch with online co op. And I'm so excited. So excited. So when I saw that announcement, I did not click on it because I was like, I do another thing I do not need on my Xbox. I, I, at this point, I get mad when there are good things on the Xbox. Like, I. Tomb Raider came out the, Tomb, Tomb Raider came out this week, and I'm like, oh, I cannot buy Tomb Raider this weekend. I do not have time to play Tomb Raider this weekend. I'm going to buy Tomb Raider this weekend. I know I am. <laughs> Just... You know, Nintendo won me over entirely with the Switch. Like, I'm now, for the first time in my life, like, I have all of the, I am 100% caught up on all the consoles. I am, cur- I am current gen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't turned my PS4 on in, since I've gotten my Switch. My Xbox is mostly used for Steven Universe right now. And YouTube. Good use. Good use. Good use. And I've just been playing my Switch. And now Final Fantasy XIV, now that I've uh, jumped back into that <laughs> but it's i have a list before the nintendo direct drop the other day i had a list of 35 games that i have to play that are out or coming out on the switch and now i've got like 20 more mm-hmm. and i'm just like fuck my life <laughs> like they, they took civilization six and they're putting it on the nintendo switch and i'm like well i'm just not gonna eat ever yeah, 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 yeah well <laughs> We've come full circle now to why you're on Tinder. Right. No, exactly. I'm just like, I, this is why I'm on Tinder. What am I going to do? And Civilization is one of those games where, like, you do everything and then you hit next turn. So you fall (laughs) into the next turn trap where you're like, okay, I'll stop playing after this turn. No. (laughs) No, Like, you start playing at like six o'clock in the evening, and next thing you know, you have to catch the bus for work. Look, I, I, I realize I, I like people were telling me that to, to get back into Destiny because of uh, was it uh, was Forsaken or whatever the new the new the, the new uh, DLC is for it. I was they like, you fixed guys, it. Here's the thing. All right, I will never forget the 15 hour day I had with me and Sterling playing. Um, I can't remember what it was. We were we were doing it. It was 15 goddamn hours. We started at eight o'clock in the morning and it started with something simple. It was like, Hey, let's do a prison of elders or something like that. As it was a prison of elders, like let's do a prison of elders. So we did, we did, we did a strike. We did, we did the, I think we did the daily. 
We did a nightfall, and they were like, let's do this prisoner elders and get it out of the way. Hour max. We'll be done. <clears throat> 15 hours later. Sterling hit you with the hour max and we'll be done. I was young and dumb at the time. <laughs> that nigga, you can't listen to Sterling. That, no, that wasn't even him. That was me. It was like, I, oh, okay. I, it was me in the back of my mind going, oh, we, we, bla- we blazed through everything else fast. Why, why would it take this long for this? 15 hours later. And so since oh. then, since then, since then, I've, I've, I've realized that I, I have a problem. And um, I am not allowed <laughs> to play as many video games as I, as I have in the past. So it was like, yeah, like, you know, when I heard people going, oh, no, Destiny's back. I'm like, oh, no, no it can't be. It can't be back. Yeah. My I- biggest problem that I had with Destiny 2, and I never thought it was, I never thought Destiny 2 is a bad game, but I'm a person who wants to be able to put in 40 hours if I want to. And the game wouldn't let me. Like, the game wouldn't let me play the game. And I was very frustrated and because they were trying to do this whole super competitive route with the with the um, pvp part of it which didn't make any sense because they weren't going competitive like they weren't going into they weren't going to try to do official tournaments or anything that was never the goal so they just like made combat like they made crucible boring Mm -hmm. and so like i just i want to play the game but they don't want me to play the game I'm just going to do something else. I appreciate but now they, it. Yeah. Now they brought back Titan punching. And so. I just, I no, no. And between, so and I got like, so, so I got Spider-Man. I got Tomb Raider. Red Dead Redemption 2 comes up. I was like, oh, fuck yourselves. Like, I, how dare you? How dare you bring back Red Dead Redemption 2 when I have all this work to do? What is wrong with you? Like, that is just cruel. Cruel and unusual there, goddamn punishment. There's a lot of good games I just the last year was great for games and 2019 is looking to just destroy everyone's time and money yeah no i can't i can't i can't do this i can't no i refuse i refuse i'm taking a stand i'm taking a stand there is like this one week in march where it was the end of march and like six games came out and they were all stellar (laughs) all of it and i was just like i was sitting there going why do i have all the consoles i don't want this this is not what I need in my life. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the, it's really interesting to see across, um, you know, movies, games, all of it, to see how a lot of this stuff is kind of overlapping. And it's def- it's, it's just fascinating. It's just absolutely fascinating to watch. Yeah, like I said, it, it, it all fucking matters. Um, all right, so let's get into some actually more... I don't want to say more serious topics. To me, I think my video games, Ben Cisco and Star Wars very seriously. Um, but other topics. Um, so, uh, let's see. Let's do, you know, I, again, I haven't really been paying too much about, you know, the Kavanaugh uh, um, confirmation hearings for SCOTUS. I, I did want to just say this one thing. Who has a letter of 65 women in their back pocket uh, that will say that, that will vouch for them saying that they never sexually assaulted them? Like, that just feels, kind of feels like he did do something. Like, I, I right, like, who, who, who has that? That's really gross. It's just, because it's like, you know, you, we find out that apparently um, there's a woman that is accusing. Uh, Kavanaugh of, of, I think, sexual assault. I didn't read the details of that. 
But like literally within 24 hours of that story coming out and being and the issue being raised, uh, McConnell and the Republicans have produced a letter of 65 women who said they knew uh, Kavanaugh uh, when, when he was in high school and said he didn't do that, or since high school and he didn't do that. And I'm like, were you with him every moment of his life? Right. Also, that like they knew it was coming. How the hell do you rack up like sixty-five? And like, how many like sixty-five people who remember you from high school? That just seems weird. This is kind of gross. This is really gross. Like, like everything that's not being said about this is is what is actually what's gross. I'm like. You know, Bill Cosby didn't rape every woman he came across. Right. So if you if you if you come across, let's say, ten women, but only rape one, guess what? You still are You're still a rapist. Still a rapist. Still a rapist. I you can't just... like just quantify rape like that. If you rape one person, you are a rapist. <laughs> you know, it's like I didn't rape them all. You know, uh, it was only just that one. Still a rapist. It's not. It's not cheating on a diet. It's not cheating on a diet. It's like oh, you know, I just had oh, I had to have the carbs at one time. You know, it's like oh, that that cupcake was just so good. Right. Could not know, say no. Right. You know, but I'm not. You know. But that's not how that works. It just, it just I just find it weird, really weird because this guy will, and as people have brought up, it's like, oh, you know, same thing that happened with um, Clarence Thomas. So we're going to have two sexual assaulters on the bench that we know of. That's all make awesome. For life. That's great. That's great. Wonderful. The biggest, the biggest thing, and I kind of said this on, I said this a little bit on Twitter and on my Facebook, um, but like the biggest thing that's actually been bothering me about uh, the Kavanaugh thing outside other than the fact that, I mean, it's just going to happen. Like, he's just going to be there. And that's absolutely terrifying. But is the surrounding conversation around um, reproductive health rights that uh, people are framing it as, this is just terrible for women. And I'm like, it's kind of terrible for everybody who requires reproductive health. Yeah. It's really bad. Yeah. Well, we're very binary when it comes to a lot of our discussions on a lot of topics. And when it comes to reproductive rights, that is, for many, a binary topic. Right. And it's, but it's it's also kind of weird because, not weird, but it it just, it doesn't even hold, hold up water when you're, it doesn't hold up water anywhere, right? It's like, people are like, oh, no, you know, um, you know. We don't recognize trans women because women, real women, can have can have babies. And I'm like, okay, well, that's a very narrow view of, you know, trans issues anyway. But let's go with that. What about the women, the what about the women that can't have children biologically? Are they now right. less women now? Like, it's 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 always been this. And I get it that decades ago it wasn't creepy, but now we. Sh- we we're supposed to grow as a as a society and know better. And so, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Right. And it's basically just taking away autonomy on your own body. Like, taking away the decision to make, like, choices about your own body. Yeah. And that's just not okay. And it's really gross. I mean... I, and this whole thing with Kavanaugh is just, like, so... And I, I find it... I find it 
and maybe it should be because at one point I get it because bring pulling out reproductive rights was a way to is another way of saying women's rights, right? But at this time, I think it all should just fall under the category of healthcare. It's all about health and and individuals making decisions on their own health. Like that's what it should come down to. Because at the end of the day, it's your body. No matter what your gender is, what your race is, it's your body. Nobody else should really be able to tell you, you know, if you, you know, what you can do with your body. And I feel like a way, the way we pull things out, one, sometimes it is necessary, right? Because we have to have the way just everything works. You have to focus down on focus groups and narrow and, 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 you know, make sure everybody's voices is heard. But it also comes back down to healthcare in this country is terrible. And the way we view healthcare in this country is terrible. And that so many people don't view healthcare as a right. Like the number of people that, that don't view healthcare as a right in this country scares me. Right. I, I thought it was, I thought it, I thought it was weird when Republicans were making that argument during Obamacare, the Obamacare debates. But now I'm actually seeing regular everyday Americans will literally say out their mouths that healthcare is not a right. And it's, I'm, so because I have a a chronic illness, injury, whatever, I have a chronic thing. (laughs) I've also come to realize that people also don't understand how healthcare works. So like there's people who don't think healthcare should be a right, but the stuff that they expect to work with healthcare requires healthcare to be a right. And there's just this genuine lack of understanding on how healthcare works, how it's paid for, what your options are, just all of it. All of it. Like people just don't understand anything to do with healthcare. And it's kind of terrifying. Well, you know, and this is something I bring up all the time. I, I think it all also comes back down to our education. When we really need to revamp the education system in this country, because what we teach isn't, we don't teach people things they actually need to know. So at no point are we taught how healthcare works. We're not taught how insurance works. We're not taught about, um, you're not taught about how to actually You're not actually, people say that you got to go to school to get the skills that you need to be an adult, but that's not actually what happens. And I don't even mean like in in college and things like that. I mean like out the gate, we should be teaching young kids at a young age how these things work, like how the constitution works, what, what's in the constitution, you know, And, and not just what's in it, but like what it means and, and where the pitfalls are. We need to be teaching people how, like you said, Oh, the intricacies of healthcare and the intricacies of not just our healthcare system, but other healthcare systems. Because I find that so many other people are so afraid of changing the healthcare system in this country because they have a complete misunderstanding of how healthcare in other countries works. You know? Right. And, and it really is a lot of the stuff that goes on with us is a complete lack of education. And it's that whole thing of, you know, I have a dog. It's hard to teach Maximus to do new things now. It's hard to teach an old dog new tricks, right? Same thing with humans. 
but it's not because of dog ways. It's like maybe it's kind of the same thing with the dog. It's like we don't want to change after after you're setting your ways. It's hard to it's it's hard to change something else. And if you don't get kids when they're young and teach them how this stuff works, they're not going to learn when they're as as adults. They're not going to they're not going to be willing to change. And right. Like, and the only way, the only reason I even understand anything about insurance or how this works is just because, like, I've had medical issues for forever. So I've had to, like, work, like, figure out insurance over the years. And I swear to God, people do not remember what it was like when you could get, when pre-existing conditions weren't covered. Mm-hmm. I couldn't I couldn't actually take care of my health until pre-existing conditions were covered. Yeah. Like this is seriously important stuff and it, they just want it to be taken away for reasons. And I don't understand why they want it to be taken away. <laughs> Cuz everybody doesn't uh, nobody understands. They don't get it. Well, they don't get it until it's them. Right. Right, cuz uh, the thing of the interesting thing about healthcare is you you don't care about healthcare until you need it. So if you're relatively healthy and you don't go to the doctor all the time, or at least, and again, here's the thing, you don't know if you're relatively healthy with it until you go to the doctor, but that's the whole circular logic thing, right? Right. But if you're not constantly going and getting checkups and, 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 and doing these things, then you're like, okay, fine. And, and it, but it's like, it's like insurance in most things, right? Like you don't need your car insurance until you get an accident. Till then, it's like, oh, I'm paying this stuff for nothing, but I don't get an accident. The next thing you get rear-ended, and you're like, oh, shit, I don't have to pay for any of this shit. And, 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 and so many people just don't assume that it's fine, or they just think they'll be able to pay for it, not realizing that again. Let's say they do, and the other thing, the opposite of this is, too, is let's say you do have a health insurance, right? Your insurance pays for your bills, and you never see anything, and don't, don't look at it. I've been in a situation where when I was in um, college, I ruptured my Achilles, so I had to end up having surgery. So I was under my mom's insurance still at the same time, which again, I understand why this helps me understand why it was really big when under Obamacare, you could say under your parents' insurance thing to what we were 25. Yeah. I think. And then it went to 28. And then 28. So, I mean, that's, that's huge for a lot of people. Right. Um, so I was still under my mom's insurance at the time. I was in college. I didn't have a job. I, didn't, I couldn't afford insurance if I wasn't on their thing. Right. So um, I was under her insurance, but at the time when they put me in, They'd done it wrong. So I actually got the bill for it. And um, I saw how much that shit was. That shit's expensive. That, and that was not, that was not life-threatening. It was not cancer. It was not something that required. It was just me going and get them to sew up my Achilles for like a couple hours. Like, it's expensive. Add in the medicine and other things like that. Like, this shit adds up and you start seeing why um, why healthcare was a big reason why people, it was it was like number one uh, thing that led to um I think it was a uh, 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 bankruptcy. Yeah, you can go bankrupt because of this. It, it makes sense. Yes, absolutely. Because how else are you paying for this shit? So yeah, I've, I've got like a couple thousand dollars in just medical debt just from this year. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's. And people don't think that. They don't think about it. it's like, oh well, you know, it's you know, it's healthcare. I just go to my doctor, pay my copay, and that's it. I'm like, 
Have you seen what it looks like when you don't, when, when, if you were just paying for that doctor's appointment without the copay? Right. And then also it turns out, say, uh, I'm just going to use my own example because I'm, it's, I'm still sleepy and I'm not creative. Um, <laughs> uh, you get a pinched nerve. You can literally get a pinched nerve from anything. They, and they suck. They, they're awful. But you know what you got to do? You have to go to the doctor. And then you know what the doctor does? The doctor sends you to a specialist. The specialist usually has a higher copay than your doctor. And you need to go for about six months. Mm -hmm. And while you're going to physical therapy for six months, you're also paying for medication. And then you're also paying for um, uh, additional stuff. And like, like if you need to go get a massage, because you actually need to get a massage when you're going through physical therapy and having pinched nerves because the muscles basically just turn into rocks and it's extremely painful. And the, I get all of that costs money. And so even if you're just paying the copay, you're paying like six months of regular copays about probably twice, like once to twice a week on top of medication. And if you don't have insurance, it's impossible because that medication is like $200. Your massage therapy is like $300 a session. Your specialist is like $500 a session without like, again, insurance. And with insurance, you're paying a, anywhere from like a $25 to a $65 copay. Like, that's a lot. It just builds up. I'm, I'm glad you and brought... I'm glad you brought up the, the, the physical therapy because that's the other thing too that you people don't think about. Oh, I have my surgery. Physical therapy for at least six months to, to, to heal correctly. So I, again, had the job, had the insurance, had the money that could pay for that. What if you don't? Now you're not healing. So now you've had the surgery, but you might not heal correctly. You're going to be right back where you were. Yeah. Right. And right now I'm in this tricky situation because my coverage is being, I, I basically have labor and Ill industries, workers compensation, arguing with my insurance over who's covering what and what's going to get covered. And so it basically means that most of my treatments have gone delayed over time, but because I'm not getting treatment, that means I get muscle atrophy. Which exacerbates the problem, which means I have to have more work done later. So, like, you can't just not do it. And this is all from something that, like, you could literally just, like, step wrong. Like, you can, you can, you can just, like, step down from a ladder and pull something in your, in your lower back. Yeah, no, no, it happens all the time. It does. Uh, I, twi I twist my ankle. I was walking, I twist my ankle and actually no you didn't you did more than twist your ankle you actually you know um like you know ruptured an achilles or something like that like it can go bad fast right and it's super expensive super expensive mm -hmm. so yeah 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 so yeah the kavanaugh thing is it's not mm. what, what so, makes me sad it's like it he's gonna get confirmed yeah there's nothing we can do which is also the frustrating part because people are like Dems have to do something, and I'm like Dems can't do anything. They told you to vote. Like I don't, and this is also where I don't think people understand what I, people don't understand how the government works 
or how any of these positions work or why it's it you have a shitty president for like four years can do decades worth of damage like people just don't get that like it's a lifetime confirmation he's up there forever until he dies well that's that's another thing too when it comes to because I think when you're really, really young, we teach kids in, in elementary school, we teach them about the different positions. But when you're in high school, I don't think people go into how these things actually work. We go through history. So you'll have a history class, but there's not like a political science class. Like we need to teach political science class so people understand how these policies work, what these policies mean. We need to go through and read a fucking bill. <laughs> yeah, know? from my understanding, the, uh, uh, the civics classes are usually AP classes. Yeah, but they shouldn't be. No, <laughs> they, should they be, shouldn't be at should all. Should be regular classes for everybody. Because you get these because the, the other thing is like to me it's like I was talking about this with, with, with juries. Like people, we look at we we talk about how the um we talk about how the um criminal justice system is fucked up. That's true. But and we you know people talk about eliminating cash bail. You know you know better um. DAs and things like that, and the, the laws and things like that. But okay, end of the two, you still have. What do you do about the juries? Because your juries are still filled with regular ass people, regular ass people who don't know the first goddamn thing about the law. Right. They don't. They know absolutely nothing about the law, but they're expected to make judgments. And determine somebody's guilt based off the law. But if they do not understand the law and know the law, how is that fair to anybody involved? You know? And, and so, we, we, like, and they have their own biases and they have their own prejudices and things like that. So, like, none of that is fair. And so the only way to fix that, I mean, there are other different ways, but also one of the ways is also to, you know, make sure we we're educating people at a young age about how this stuff works. You know, when you do things like mock trial and things like that, again, like you said, those are AP honors class, things like that for, they should be for everybody though. Everybody should participate in that. Everybody should understand how the law works. Everybody should be able to understand how, um, uh, uh, jury selection works and, and, and study and, and do basic study case law and things like that. Like, all these things should happen when you're young because well, you, you need those skill sets. You just do. But we don't do any of that shit. So then you get somebody who doesn't know what they're doing and they're making a decision. And the same thing happens when it comes to, and, and the same thing happens with voting, right? If people go out here and they're voting and we laugh and joke when, you know, when people voted for Bush because they wanted to have a beer with him. But like, what else were they supposed to like if they don't understand what's going on, how the government works? Like how many how many people again they definitely voted for Trump because they're racist. Yes. Absolutely. But right. they were also dumb in how they were also dumb in that they didn't understand that because here's the thing. If you voted for the Republican Party, anybody in the Republican race, you were gonna be racist. Like just, all of them were bad. But there was voting for somebody like Jed Bush, who was Jed Bush, who was going to be bad, but at least was competent, and right? Then vo- and then there's voting for somebody who's bad and incompetent in Trump, and many people willingly voted for Trump as incompetent because they're like, 
oh, he's got a lot of money. He seems like he knows what he's doing. And they ignored all the other evidence that he has absolutely no clue what he's fucking doing. Right. Or just like didn't even really have the information. They didn't really have, I think, enough of the understanding to really dissect some of the information that was available. Like, no, here's this is why this is a big deal. And this is something that I was having problems trying to like get through, especially to um, I had a harder time with liberal white people than I did with anybody else. Like I might just, you know, Arizona might just train have trained me into dealing with like ex like super racist people, but like just like out and out, like I hate black people. But trying to get through to white liberals why this was a big deal and why he could not get in the office was so triggering. Well, yeah, but that, that, that's how the pace plays are right. It's like not just the people. There were so many people who, like a lot of, um, I'll say, a lot of young people who were the Bernie bros and stuff like that, who were just like, oh, I cannot vote for Hillary Clinton. And we were like, listen, you don't have to like her, but you have to understand what's going on. How many of those people told me president doesn't do that much anyway? And I'm bold, but it still made me want to grow hair to pull it out. Right. I'm like, no, I mean, the president everything's got checks and balances, but the president also appoints people to actually, you know, control different divisions. <laughs> and some of the stuff that, it, you know, affects us in our daily life actually de are, is determined by those positions. Like the whole cabinet stuff, like, I mean, HUD's just freaking imploded right now. Checks and balances only works when those other branches of government want to do the checks and balances. So if right. you have a if you have a Supreme Court that's overloaded with conservative judges, and you have a a government that's overloaded with conservative Republicans who don't give a shit, then getting a dumb conservative president, there's no there's not going to be any checks and balances. But a right. lot of people and don't he's understand already that. stacking the lower courts so bad. Like the, we're thinking about the SCOTUS right now. The lower courts have been the lower courts are going to be really fuck us over, and so. I don't think a lot of people, I think they, they're starting to understand it now. It's the same thing that happened under Bush, right? That first Bush term, people were like, oh, well, it's not going to be that bad. And we were like, guys, guys, no, nah, nah, it's going to be that bad. It's going to be that bad. But a lot of people were like, hey. oh, it's not going to be that bad. It's not going to be that bad. not going to be that bad. And, and it was that bad. And, so because, and they didn't understand that until, cause the same, and this is why I'm worried about 2020. Kind of like the same thing happened under Bush. It's like, okay, we have Bush. John Kerry was boring as shit. John Kerry was boring. I will so admit that. Boring. So boring. Just like. So boring. Oh, I had to, I couldn't, when John Kerry was running, I, I could not actually listen to anything he was saying. I just had to read it. I fell asleep in the booth. It's so boring. It's boring. But I voted for him. Why? The alternative was Dick Cheney and Bush. Yeah, I voted for Kerry. And Cheney's a monster. Cheney's always been a monster. He is a supervillain. Supervillain. Like, Dick Cheney is terrible. But it's like, it wasn't until, and, and, that, and then we, get, we finally get to the end, and finally people are like, oh, wow, well, we made a lot of changes. And, and honestly, that's how you know, Obama was able to ride in, because so many people finally got it. And I'm like, we need to understand that, yo, it is that bad. It wasn't hyperbole. It wasn't people just making things up. It's like, the president does a lot. And he's going to point a lot. And this idea that somehow the president wasn't going to do a lot here and that it was going to be okay. I'm like, 
it was offensive. But I think a lot of people just were young and dumb and didn't know. Like there are people who I know, you know, only came up under the Obama administration. I totally understand if Obama's your if Obama's your introduction to politics, then I can totally understand how you don't think you don't understand how bad it can get. You don't understand. You think that Obama was wasn't that great anyway. He wasn't progressive. I get all that. If if Obama's your base, first of all, you're lucky. <laughs> you are lucky. But like, I really wish people had listened to us when we were saying like, no, 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 you don't understand. This is a huge improvement over what we were getting before. Let's continue to improve that. Not, yeah. So like, we literally can't afford to go backwards. And something else, too, that I don't think people are taking into account is because I've heard people go, oh, well, we survived the Bush years. I'm like, well, first off, not everybody survived thank you, the Bush thank years. Thank you. I'm tired of that. I'm tired and, of hearing that. And second off, Bush actually is terrible as Bush was because he was not great. He was not great at all. Bush did actually put competent people who knew what they were doing in stuff, even if he didn't know what he was doing. We don't have that. Right. We and, don't have we don't have that. And 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 Bush with all his faults, this is not me being I am a big I hate George W. Bush phase. He was he, he also had a little bit of empathy in him too. Like he had there are qualities in Bush that are, just do not exist in Trump. Um and he still was not good. And uh, I was I still maintain that the the some of the worst things that came out of the Bush administration came from <clears throat> Dick Cheney himself. Oh, and no, that, absolutely. And, 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 and Bush just wasn't, because Bush never really wanted to be president in the first place. But like, right, you want to talk puppet presidency? That was Bush. Yeah. Trump is worse. Because the people around him aren't even, comp- like you said, they're not even competent. You know? And, and, and I'm, saying, I'm saying that compared to, I'm, I'm calling Bush competent when, remember, Katrina happened under Bush. Right. So that should tell you something. We had we had just this week, you know, Trump out here saying that three thousand people didn't die in, in Puerto Rico, which is just beyond irresponsible. It, it, it might be one of the most. I I I I almost struggled to say this because like he's lied so much. This might have been the most reckless lie he's told so far. And the reason why it might be the most reckless lie he's told so far is because some people in Congress didn't do anything about it. Some some Republicans in Congress didn't even like back away from when he said that. Well, also like, how do I put this? The whole, the entire thing with Puerto Rico is he is intentionally dehumanizing an entire part of the U S because he doesn't consider them part of the U S right. He does not consider them part of the U S which is extremely dangerous, but everything that he's saying is again just furthering the um not he's just furthering dehumanizing them we don't have to do anything we have no responsibility this didn't actually occur why would we help these brown people over there like it's it's really scary and it's also just gross it's disgusting it's absolutely disgusting Right. And it's yeah. And, and a Cong- there are people in Congress who genuinely feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and you know that every time they talk about Puerto Rico, that's also part of why other people don't 
aren't saying anything just because they don't care because they don't view Puerto Rico as part of the U.S. They don't care about any of these people. They're like, oh, look, 3,000 people died. Whatever. It's just over there. Mm-hmm. It's a third world country. Right. Yep. Not, not a territory that's part of our country. Right. That we actively, you know, won't make the 51st state and actively won't give them the rights that they deserve after we've basically, like, it's, it's, the, the treatment of Puerto Rico is ridiculous. Like, we can do a whole podcast on that. It's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It feels like every week there's something new with, with, with Trump and um, people holding out that Mueller's investigation is going to make him, like, I have no faith in that because, again, vote. <laughs> Midterms are coming up, vote. I mean, the one good thing about the Mueller investigation is that with the Mueller investigation, everything's on the record. True. Everything, this is all recorded in multiple places. So the, regardless of what happens with the Mueller investigation, it's there. Everything's there. It cannot be ignored. Um, now, do I think anything's going to come of it? Nah, if it does, it won't be for years. Yeah, well, I'm I'm at least appreciative that some of these people who were so who were chanting lock her up and were talking about Hillary Clinton's going to be indicted have pled guilty, and you know I appreciate that. I appreciate these people are going to jail. You know, <laughs> it's just like you assholes. It's just double standards and shit. Right. So it's like. Honestly, even if I, I kind of believe that even if nothing happens right now, even if we are able to ever recover from this, it's not going to just disappear. Well, that's the thing too. I think people need to prepare themselves for the lasting effects of what he's done are going to take a while. So we, Obama's second term was a lot better than his first. But I, I, I think that I, I see that in terms of what he was able to get done. But I don't think people, particularly progressives and people on the left, understood that his first term was stopping the bleeding from what the fallout of what Bush did was. He came into office with a economy that crashed and an auto industry that was broken and a banking system that was broken. Like the country was broken when 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 Obama took over. The right. Next... And the recession that we're going to get is going to be dwarf. It's going to be a thing. It's coming. And it's it, the signs of it are already happening. And, and that's what I, I, I need. Like, I love the progressive movement people are doing. Like everybody knew Cynthia Nixon was not going to she was not going to beat Cuomo. Like everybody knew that. But there were some down ballot, you know, wins for progressives. And, you know, it's good. I need people to understand that people are talking about the, the momentum and all this is great. The momentum is great right now because the economy, while it's not great or good, it's, I don't even want to say stable, it's, it, it, it hasn't crashed yet. When that crash happens, not if, when, and, 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 and it will be as soon as, um, Trump's out of office, whether it's in two years or unforgivably six. Whoever takes over, hopefully it's a Democrat, P- 
people are going to have to understand, you're going to have to give them time. Because you have to, in order to, a lot of people don't understand that in Obama's first terms, he was, he was, he was, it was triage. Stop the bleeding, get stable, and let's go forward. Like, even what he did with healthcare, we needed to do that because if we didn't do it then, the economy probably never would have bounced back. And no, so we it put it, he told, we put it all on the line for healthcare. And no, it didn't get what we wanted. People were like, you should have gone for Melbourne. At that time, you would not have gotten Medicare for all. It wasn't going to happen. It just wasn't going to happen. And, 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 and people need to understand. So it's like, I, I really hope that going forward, people understand that this is a process. And it's much easier to dis- demolish things. I think a lot of people are going, well, you know, you know, you know, even though I don't like him, you know, Trump is doing more in his short time than, than, than Obama did. It's like, yeah, because it's easy to go, like, it's easy to put things, it's harder to put things away carefully than it is to walk in somewhere and destroy it. If you don't give right. a fuck, if you don't give a fuck, where full things, support destroying it. Like, he's yeah. not just one person destroying it. Right. He's got a whole room in there with sledgehammers that are just like taking down everything that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if you don't, if you, if you just, uh, demolishing a house takes a lot less time than it does building one. So right, you, you have to build structure. Right. Code. You have to make sure you have the building permit. You have to do everything right. So I want people to kind of understand that. All right. Um, let's, I had some other things, but I'm just going to avoid. I'm just going to do this great moment to my privilege so we can get out of here. Uh, so you guys know what it is. All right. Great moments of white privilege. Um, there's just a lot of, uh, I could have gone with a lot of things here, but, um, I think this one just kind of summed it up. Bronx teacher who performed oral sex on 14 year old gets 10 years probation avoids jail and keeps teaching certificate. I hope she falls over. First of all, can we just talk about the headline first? Yes. Can we just say it should be Bronx teacher who raped a 14-year-old? Because you cannot perform oral sex on a 14-year-old that implies consent. Right. And they consent. give consent, one, because, because of their age, and two, because of the power dynamic. So we really need to do a better job of writing these headlines, folks. It's not performed oral sex. It's raped a 14-year-old. Raped a child. A Bronx high school teacher who admitted to performing oral sex on her... to raping. Oral sex on a 14-year-old student won't face jail time, and she might even return to the classroom. Dory Myers, 30, last month... She's 30 years old. Last month pleaded guilty to, crime, to, to criminal sex acts for the November 6, 2016 incident incident at her former workplace, New School for Leadership and Arts in Kingsbridge, where she taught social studies. Uh, Myers' heinous crime, which, thank you for at least calling it heinous, which reportedly happened multiple times. Oh my god. So, repeatedly raped a child. (sighs) Was discovered after another teacher found out by the way of the victim's friend. On Wednesday, Judge Michael Obus sentenced the woman to 10 years probation and found her to be a level one sex offender. Prosecutor asked the judge to sentence Myers to a minimum of two years in prison. Part of her plea agreement at the Manhattan Criminal Court, Meyer also gets to keep her, got to keep her teaching certificate. 
How? No. Absolutely not. She's a level one sex offender. How, um, first of all, I don't understand. What, what, what are the different sex offender levels? Hold on. That's a good question. I didn't think you could keep your teaching certificate if you were a sex offender. I wonder if that's a bi-state thing. Must be. But I'm like, well, I'm also wondering, because, you know, that's a thing, right? I, the sex offender levels might be, the sex offender levels might be bi-state. By, by so if you register for a sex offender in New York, if you go somewhere else, do you not register a sex offender? I don't know. I'm Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. I thought you had to register, but I could be mistaken. Oh my god. Okay. But I also thought you couldn't leave your state if you were a registered sex offender. Or if you did, you had to like transfer stuff. So uh, level one sex offender. The offender has a lower risk of reoffending, which she can she raped a child multiple times. I don't understand how that's lower. Right, right. Like she raped a child multiple times. That she's already a repeat offender. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't. Okay. Law enforcement may share information about these offenders with law, other law enforcement agencies. Law enforcement may notify victims or witnesses who have requested disclosure. Level two, the offender has a moderate risk of reoffending. In addition to level one notification, law enforcement may share information about the level two offenders with staff members of organizations that serve those likely to be victimized by the offenders as schools and daycares. Law enforcement may also notify individuals likely to be victimized by the offender as determined by the examining the offender's past patterns of behavior and victim preferences. You mean like multiple rapes of a 14-year-old child? Right. Level three is the offender has a higher risk of reoffending. Law enforcement may share information with uh, with any other member of the public likely to encounter the offender. I don't understand how you tell me that a, per, a, a teacher who had oral, who orally raped a 14-year-old isn't likely to reoffend. Yeah, I mean, they, they already did. They did it once. Like, to me... Level one sex offender would be somebody that, like, when they were slapping uh, men with sex offender charges for peeing out, out in the open or something like that. Right. It's harm, harm, harmless. When you actually do the act, like, I'll even give you maybe a level two where you can't be proven that you did anything, but you got caught on, like, you know, to catch a predator. Level two. You haven't actually done anything, but we're keeping our eye on you because you're more like, you're, you're likely to do it, right? Right. Level three has to be. You actually did it. So yeah, you're. I'm. I'm sorry. I just don't. I. I don't believe that pedophilia is not unlike Pringles. Like once you pop, you cannot stop. You will do it again. Like I don't know a pedophile who's like, I dabbled. It was just a one-time thing. Yeah, I wanted to see what I wanted to see what fourteen-year-old dick is like. I don't. Right, like they. Like they, they, they were okay having a, they were, they were okay as basically assaulting repeatedly a child. They won't do it again. They promise though. They pinky swore. This is definitely one of those things where it's probably compounded on the fact that one, she's a woman and two, it's a boy. Oh, absolutely. No, no. hundred percent. hundred percent. 
Like, hey, you got teacher. Uh, 100% the way that, even the way that they write about these when you see, because what I've been noticing is it happens way more often than we I'm wondering how many um, women actually do this because it doesn't seem like, um, I think the reporting is obviously probably low anyway because reports of rape and molestation are already low but the stigma behind it when a woman does it to a young man is um, good for the young man he's living the dream right so it makes you wonder how underreported this is and how many um, how many women are really getting away with this I mean this is one of those things where sexism kind of works in mysterious ways but um right yeah it's weird yeah it's, it's all that's all part of sexism and toxic masculinity and it's just that is it's just so disgusting god i yeah i i'm i was just like i said i read this i was shocked that all the things she gets to keep and she did it multiple times like i didn't read the part that she did it multiple times and now i'm like i i can't and the irresponsibility of the reporting of this is also just disgusting because that also they're just minimizing it I got nothing. I got nothing. I'm mad at everybody in this. Oh, everybody. Everybody's a fault for this. Everybody's horrible. The criminal justice system, the reporting of it, everything. Everything's it's bad. all that. All of it's bad. And, um, guess we're going to end on that note. <laughs> <laughs> it started gonna, so good. We started, we started so good. We started so good. We started so good and we ended bad. We ended on, um, we ended on child rape. Um, but, um, yeah, just, um, couldn't even end on a robot. You know what? You know what? You know what? Yeah, I know. I, I didn't need any. I was, you know what? So here's the thing. If you want a robot story, I listened to the yesterday's um, uh, uh, Nerd Off. There was a talk about uh, sex robots in that. So I, I feel like I would have felt bad doing sex robots two days in a row. So. Um, okay, that's fair. Uh, you know what? Here's something that we can end on. Um, I'm going to talk about this more probably on our character corner tomorrow. Uh, the DC Universe app is up and running. And I am trying to use it. And um, early verdict is it is definitely meant for streaming video, not for reading comic books. I am, I'm, I'm hopeful that maybe in the future that they will fix this, but it is not meant for reading. It is not. If you're hoping for a, a DC Unlimited uh, equivalent uh, with, with the ability to watch videos, this is not what you're getting. Um, the comics are there. They're not easy to read. They're not easy to find. Uh, find what you're looking for, and all of them are not there. Um, again, if you're, I know Young Justice is coming. If you want to see the Titan stuff, they have a seven day trial. Try it out for yourself. Um, I myself am not uh, on on Marvel Limited. You don't have to download the the the, the comics to read them. Uh, if you want to read them offline, you ha- you you have to. But um, if you just want to go in and start reading them, you can. Here you have to download the issues. They don't have all the issues. Like for instance, for Scott Snyder's Batman run, it's very other thing too, extremely, extremely Batman heavy. No. Extremely Batman heavy. I mean, all the Batman books are there. Not all of them, but like all the series. Like for Scott Snyder's Batman run, only three issues are there. Um, but if it's if it's a part of the Bat family, it is there. Like I don't know how much Wonder Woman is there. 
Superman's obviously there, but probably not as much as the Bat books. Like, I mean, they have like the Nightwing series, some of the Nightwing series, stuff like, like all the Bat books and Bat Family books are there. Um, at least their series are there. Uh, when it comes to some of the other stuff, it's it's kind of there here and there. It's not easy to find. Like I, again, it's not meant for reading comics. It's not, unfortunately. That's so sad. It is. It is. I was very. I was supposed to be this not to be not as sad as the. I mean, it's not is is not as sad as the child rape story, but yeah. Just for those out there, again, if you're if you're trying to if you, but if you wanted to, if you watch a lot of the the DC movies like animated movies stuff like that, it might be worth it because um I know uh, Death of Superman, which is their last one they had come out in July, it's up there already, so you can watch if you if you get the, if you get uh, uh DC Element uh, DC uh Universe, you can watch that right now on your tablet. So, yep, 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 yep. So. There you guys have it. That is uh, my quick review, and I'll talk more about this tomorrow. So, um, before I do go, uh, Bacon, you were trying to move. Oh my god! Yeah. So, <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, I live in Seattle, which has exorbitant rent costs, and like I mentioned, I have a bajillion medical bills, and one of my roommates just up and bounced with almost no notice. So I need to move and I'm in desperate need of money to move because here in the way it's all set up in Seattle is you basically have to have the money immediately and then you give them the money and that's how you get the apartment. Like, like all within, like you go to look at the apartment and then you then decide if you're going to give them money right then and there or not. It's the worst. Yeah, that sucks. It sucks. So um Aaron and Dasha and um are another person who shall not be named because she doesn't want to be helped me set up a GoFundMe. And if anyone can donate or share or anything, that means me and my queer little household can have an apartment. Because this all happened this last week. Yeah, I mean, I, I just looked at it now. You guys have, I think you you're we're, we're rolling away. I know. Um, I, I was hoping that you can't do, can't do a PayPal on um, GoFundMe. So I got I don't have my card on me. So I'll make sure I donate. So please, if anybody, I'll make sure that the the link is going to be in the show show notes. Is basically help bacon move. Um, um, I I am accepting via PayPal as well because I know some people feel a little squicky. Um going through gofundme mm-hmm. and my paypal is paypal.me backslash the bacon okay make sure you send it, tell you what make sure you put that in the uh, send it to email it to me i'll make sure i put a link to the to your paypal as well on um on uh on the show notes so we can get that out there so again if anybody can donate anything please do so um and um yeah that'll be like i said not too bad like what is what is your what is your cat's name? Dynamite. That is hilarious. And she's so cross-eyed. <laughs> that is that is adorable. She's a very cross-eyed Siamese. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> so, um, he said what? She's judging me right now. I'm more like, oh, well, that. I mean, it's, it's a cat. Cats always judge. I mean, it's just something you have to live with. Cats, cats judge. That's just the thing. Um. All right, cool, awesome. What else? Uh, what I know you, you know, you guys have your your shows and you have uh, your artwork and stuff like that. 
what else do you have coming out that people can uh, reach you if they want to want to see more of the stuff you have? Who? So definitely, um, ADD Space is back after a one month uh, hiatus. The I know our last episode that we did deals with um, me screaming and yelling over the Nintendo Direct. So if you want to listen to a cursory rundown of everything that happened, um, our latest ADD Space episode is really good for that. I have my own Etsy account where I sell very queer illustrations and prints. And that's on um, uh, my, my Etsy account, which is Lost in Pandemonium. And I also have my Twitch account, which my Twitch name is The Baconzilla. Uh, you will definitely know it's the right one when you see a giant slice of bacon attacking the city of Seattle as the banner. Uh, makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. I just love how I took my last name and made it a persona. That's... I mean, that's how you do it. I mean, what other way is there? That's true. Also, I mean, it's bacon. I mean, it's everybody loves bacon. I mean, I mean sure. loves bacon. I'm not gonna lie. If I wasn't, if I didn't fall asleep last night, I was gonna get that. Um, so remember those those uh, that was the, the uh, begging bits uh, commercial with the dog. Oh God, no! I was gonna, I was gonna play that. It's like, bacon, bacon, bacon. <laughs> I love bacon. I was gonna get that, and I was just, I was too tired. Oh, so you're no. so lucky. That I fell asleep I'm and I didn't so get so glad you fell asleep. Now here's the thing. Now here's the thing. The next time you come on the show, that is definitely happening. So <laughs> just be prepared. I will prepare myself. Just be prepared. <laughs> yeah, I had the I had the brilliant idea. I was like, I gotta find that. I gotta find out where the, the sound clip is. And I gotta clip it in. And just like I said, I've, I I was tired last night. So you you got spared this time. But next there time there was a time where I was making cup. I would make a batch of cupcakes for anybody who told an original bacon joke. <laughs> That's awesome. That's. <laughs> I mean, like, listen. There's so much you can do with it. I mean, it's that that that, that has to be the persona. It, it just it just has to be. So, I mean, well, thank you for having me on. I was super excited. I know we got. I'm, I mean, we 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 did, we did talk for like an hour and thir- fifteen minutes about like. Ben Sisko and Star Wars and Star Trek and stuff like that. So I mean, and now and now and now you're gonna make me watch DS9 again too. And now we're gonna have to do a DS9. I'm gonna invite you back on just to talk of DS9 now at some point. So which is gonna yes. happen? I think I think this is gonna happen. So you let me know when you finish doing your rewatch, and then we'll we'll make that happen because I do need like people don't understand the greatness of DS9. I'm sorry, they just, they just don't, and I do, and I I'm I'm pro DS9. Uh, DS9 is probably like the best. I'm excited about Discovery to see what they're going to do with Discovery, but right now it's just DS9. Oh yeah, yeah, me too. I love Discovery too. It's like, mm, yeah, no, Discovery, DS9, and everything like that. Like I'm, you know, uh, yeah, it's just I love black people in space. What can I say? You don't see us often. Yeah, you don't. You don't. You don't. So, um, as far as us guys, um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Got a lot of new stuff coming out soon. I don't know when I'm taking another break for the check. I just did because I got some stuff coming up. I, I do know we have a New York Comic Con coming in two weeks, so I, I might do a show, excuse me, in the next couple of weeks just so I'd, I can get that break in. I can get a two-week break in after uh, uh, New York Comic Con, so maybe I will do the next two weeks of, of, of Sandy check shows. But we have New York Comic Con coming up soon. 
And if I'm, I'm hoping I don't want to make any announcements yet because I, it might, I, I don't know if I'm going to get press or I'm going to be able to go. I'm hoping to uh, get to a film festival also. Um, my first film festival uh, in October as well. So we'll have information coming out for that. And um, yeah, just stay tuned. We have uh, Character Corner uh, on the first part of Robins. We're doing night, uh, Dick Grayson and Jason Todd tomorrow. Um, I know we're also going to do the mailbag. I know for the mailbag coming up in a couple of weeks, we said we're going to try to get uh, the ladies on Shannon and the doctor, but I've already talked to them. What we're going to do is cause we, we kind of want to do a fall preview. We're, they're going to, we're just going to do separate shows on those. We're going to do one big one together, uh, but we're, it's not going to be a mailbag. So we're going to try to figure out when we can uh, record that and uh, get that together. So, um, and oh yeah. And then we're doing also coming this week on premium. A Jack Ryan spoiler, season one spoiler review with myself and, and Phenom. Uh, we have a, um, a uh, Iron Fist season two spoiler review. And then uh, with uh, Shanna and the doctor joining me. And then on Friday, we're doing Spider-Man three to celebrate uh, the um, second live action appearance of Venom because uh, Spider-Man three had his first and it was glorious. It was great. It was a goddamn mess. So um, just stay tuned <laughs> uh, as we do that. Uh, we watch that show so you don't have to. So again, folks, thank you very much. Uh, Bacon, thank you very much for being on the show. And everyone, make sure you subscribe. And Sandy, check. Till next time, we're out of here. Peace. Peace.